Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success what are you headbanging to oh, 65 uh, the fair oh man the goodies Nowhere. i was waiting to listen to some music while i was in the room the that's oldies good, but the goodies that's a good song oh yeah, yeah. awesome I'm not from Spotify introduced me to it because it was not much of a classic rock radio hit when I was growing up, but I quite like the song. Yeah, it was uh, top 40 when uh, I was already alive. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds old and it sounds very top 40, but sometimes when that some of that stuff has been lost to the seeds of time, it can be fun. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <clears throat> There's a lot of good songs that you just don't because everything's owned by Clear Channel now. So they play the same 50 songs or 200 songs on they every do. channel they own. They do. <clears throat> Stupid. That's why radio sucks. Terrestrial radio is the worst. Well, you, you know what? It's like I don't even know where you find good good uh, songs and new songs anymore. I I basically Spotify. find Spotify. That's yeah, what but you kid, have to pay for it, do. right? I don't because I'm cheap. But um, I don't know. Like I don't know what the kids do. A lot of them listen to SoundCloud and social media is where most of the kids, like the kids I coach, I don't know what the fuck they listen to. But you know what? Where I found good good music is either in the background of YouTube videos or from commercials <laughs> or like I'll catch something, I'll whip out uh, sound Shazam and or Shazam, yep, yeah, or, I'll do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and just that's how I found all the music I listen to now because it used to be every Sunday, you know, Casey Kasem, you listen to the top forty. Oh, this is the good stuff. Okay, I remember a few years ago watching TV and. A commercial came on and there was a Metallica song in the and I'm like I'm done, that's it, <laughs> I'm old now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's the other thing. All the songs that that from our childhood is is like now it's just now they're remixing them for commercials and crap. <sighs> Gotta make that money. What was I gonna say? I was listening to. I used to be a Pandora guy, and then uh, someone said you check out Spotify. So I let so I I found on Spotify the first time. I told him everything I kind of liked. And then, like, you just click like on songs that come up, and it makes you these fucking awesome playlists. That and I, my tastes are very extensive, so I have my like metal list, and I have my like, you know, like 1960s music that I enjoy list, and like my yacht rock. I quite enjoy the yacht rock. So I mean, like, it does this. So it's what kind of mood am I in? And I'll hear stuff I never heard before. Like I never listened to Saxon. I quite like Saxon. It turns out. But but if you like if your if your tastes are really eclectic, doesn't it pigeonhole you? Because that's what YouTube and Facebook do. That I don't know. The, the algorithm is always like pigeonholing you. 
Like it if, could. when I go to net, when I go to Netflix, it's all anime now. It's like I try. I have yeah. to like scroll all the way and and click on several screens just to get to like new it, movies to see if there's anything else I like. It know? could. It hasn't for me yet because I found like a lot of stuff in the genres that I like that I never heard before. <laughs> or then like like I got in a, a, a the weekend kick, so I'm like I listen like give me the weekend radio, and then I was clicking like on all that kind of stuff, and it generated playlists for me based on that stuff. The YouTube algorithm drives me nuts. I'll see a video and I'm like, you know, oh, this looks interesting. I'll click on it. And like, I don't like it. So I'm like, ah, I click out of it. But then it keeps suggesting videos by that person. Well, I, yeah, and I, I, told, I told you, I got pigeonholed. I, 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 that one guy, the the drinker, like I was, I watched a few of his videos and I liked them because the, he was funny. And then I realized that there were was really- it a video or was it a mirror? I'm just curious. So really, really, yeah, yeah, I know, right? But there, no, there were, there, you know, it was, there was really, you know, really bad undertones to it that you start realizing and when i when i unsubscribed it you know after that i was getting all my my uh, suggestions were all these really alt-right sites i'm like whoa wait a minute you know i had to delete youtube on my phone because andy was watching these like toys kids videos mm. and they were yep. making and michelle was under the impression i kind of think she's right that they were making him like really greedy like i want this toy i want that toy i want and he's like these people have these toys Isn't you know that the unboxings it's the and point the unboxings and the kids and it's just like it was and then the algorithm was just feeding him more and more and more mm-hmm. and it was it was getting a little he was getting a little unruly with it so i had to but he's smart enough to know how to navigate my phone so i actually had to delete i couldn't hide the app anymore like i had to actually delete the app isn't that what happened to us when uh we were kids and we watched the he-man and gi joe cartoons yeah, it's the difference is when the He-Man and G.I. Joe cartoons were over, they were over. You couldn't just click to watch. Oh, that's true. More. That is yeah, true. Yeah, he didn't keep feeding you. Know? you. The only thing he got fed was the commercials for Toys R Us, which kids today don't even know ever existed. My Toys God. R Us. And, Toys hmm? R Us is like, uh, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. It's just been rumored. You I know, know there's right? Some, there, there's, there's like excavation sites around, but I mean, <laughs> no one's ever actually seen one. There used to be warehouses, blocks in size that were just rows of toys. If I brought Andrew there, he would pass out on the floor. I know. Like, any kid, any kid today would be like, "That's awesome." He'd be like, "Oh my god, it's like Amazon, but but like here, like yeah." Right, Daddy, right. I thought heaven was in the sky. <laughs> I think this is the show, Dave. I don't yeah. start with. Oh wait, well, I mean, I figure we're going to keep this. So, so I just want to make sure this is obviously. Batman. Oh yeah, so yeah. They, I I didn't watch because I thought we were doing the Suicide Squad. We did. We are doing the Suicide Squad. Oh okay. Yes, I'm just saying them. this is obviously year one, right? You're obviously it's the obviously English good. language you haven't mastered. Yes, right. Yet. I um, obviously have an issue. Yeah. So I guess so. If you haven't figured out yet, you're listening to Superhero Speak. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Your host Dave. <laughs> and I was a Toys R Us kid, and I'm John. I was the last of the Toys R Us kids. Final of a dying generation. Oh. I guess I'm JD. <laughs> Entire rows of Transformers. Oh, I miss oh, yeah. that. G.I. Joe's, WWE guy, WWF guys, like Star Wars. And yeah. the disc guns where you could put somebody's eye out. Like the I, real toys. Video, like you think, a wall of video games. You go into, yeah. you, you the go Transformers into that were made of die cast metal. If you, if you threw them at your brother, he was put to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, now you go into Walmart or... or uh, target and there's like you know five rows of toys and that's it mm-hmm. so i took andy to last week we went to target and walmart to run errands and I'm like yeah we can look at toys fine and like everything was like bought up like it was empty it looked like december 25th 
or December 26th. Like it was spooky. I don't know if it's one of these like COVID manufacturing things. Cause you hear about, they don't like, you know, yeah. a lot of manufacturing. I don't know if toys is on that list. I haven't heard that, but I, every store I go to, it's like, there's like so, a severe shortage of toys. Well, most of the toys are made in China and with the, it, 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 it it's probably partly COVID, but it, uh, yeah. the tariffs, the tariffs are also affecting tariffs. literally everything. Man, yeah. The tariffs. Yeah. I think there, and, and there are supply chain issues right now. So it's just like mm-hmm. with yeah, everything so it's a deadly combo, you know, Ugh. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why we have Amazon. Bezos. Well, he's not even in charge anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bezos. I've stepped down. (laughs) That's what his wife said. Well, speaking of... of, She stepped on. There's a difference. (laughs) Ground him into her boot. Speaking of stepping down and getting stepped on, how are you doing, John? Just ducking. (laughs) Obviously, I have a reading impairment. You Um, have some dominatrice stuff that we're not aware of? I mean, it's cool if you are, but... (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, yeah, no, just just existing in this world. Yeah. There's a story about those dominatrixes that were demanding their, I don't want to use the S word, but I don't know what other <laughs> word that you would use. The people that pay them to tell them what to do, they're demanding they get vaccinated. So are you, are you it's like a... You're talking about Lady Damask from from like yes them they're telling their partners Whatever. they're the people they order around to get vaccinated. I found that humorous, entertaining, and effective. No, I'm I'm talking about the ten foot tall, eight hundred pound woman who who in the in the in the clearly not talking about ga- the same thing video game series. I don't know like, what you are speaking of. You have D- Lady Damask Damascus or something like that. I don't know. It's. It's from the what's that that zombie game that everybody plays? The, Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil. Yeah. It's like oh, the video, newest version. It's apparently, like everybody's got a fetish for her now. Video games are, are bunnies. Video games are a giant culture blind spot of mine. Mm. Never, never been a video game guy. Never, ever. Matt used to kick my ass, and having your younger brother thoroughly dominate you pushes you into other interests. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because, because, and that's another thing that like that happens either. The younger brother complains and he gets to be Mario and you're stuck being Luigi or the younger brother gets stuck being Luigi. And then whoever's stuck being Luigi, you know, my dad and brother would bond when we were in like elementary school. There was one time my dad kept Matt home for a day from school so they could defeat the Legend of Zelda together. And mom went to like mom left before dad to work. So dad didn't go to work and he kept Matt home. And I would I had to go to school and I was like, what the hell? This is some bullshit, man. <laughs> I was in the third grade, at the third or fourth grade or something like that. And he got this, he was like first or second, and my dad kept him home to beat so they could beat this video game together. Okay, oh my okay God. if we're gonna if we're gonna turn this into a Monty Python, let's get the this is, this is real. I'm not I'm not doing a bit in, here. In my in my day, my brother and I had to argue over who was gonna be the left and the right paddle. Oh, oh my wow. god, yes. When you would play um Pong, uh, Pong. yes. My, my yes. parents had a Pong and we found it in their attic and we plugged it in. This is probably like 94, 95. I was like either junior high or something like that. And it was shockingly fun. I and I seventy seven or eight, I think I was when we We had the we had the one that was from Sears that looked like it was a, a phone you'd use in like Vietnam to call in an airstrike. <laughs> <laughs> We had like they had like dials. It was like a yes. it almost looked like a radio or something yep. like that. Yeah. Where you had to like you were like tuning in and it was it was like 
again, for a child actually born in the eighties, it was like mind blowing. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. Having, having a gameplay on your TV was just like, and when that's when TVs were all cathode ray tubes, they weigh 300 pounds and they're, the screen yes. was maybe, maybe 14, 15 inches. Remember that. Yes. Oh, and it took a while for the TV to warm up. And you I remember that have too. a color one. We and had I'm old. <laughs> my, my parents, because I think it was because we were poor looking back on it, wouldn't get us Nintendo when Nintendo got popular. They made us get Atari first. So like in like 87 or 88, we had to get Atari 2600 or 50s, whatever it was like their uh-huh. first oh, video yeah, game the system. Yeah, whatever. And uh, yeah, I was a freaking nerd, nerd at school, man, playing, <laughs> talking about Atari when everybody else is doing Mario 2. So, hey, yeah. Atari had still had really good games. I'm not yeah. saying I didn't have fun playing it. Oh, it, were, were you so poor that the first game you got was the E.T. game? <laughs> no, that's a collector's item, man. I saw that documentary. We did not have the E.T. <laughs> game. I did have Arknoid, though, which I couldn't figure out. Nobody could figure that one out. Arknoid's when they used to like, they get like smash the thing. And it was like, I forget how to describe it. All I know is I was a little kid. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. Meanwhile, my five-year-old's playing chess on his uh, tablet. He also has no idea what he's doing, but he has chess, and I had Arknoid. There you go. Should have stuck with <laughs> the Archon. times are changing. You could split the difference. You could play Archon, which What's was Archon? a kind of chess video game. Oh, I was trying to explain. He's like, "Dad, how do you play chess?" I was explaining him how to play chess, and he zoned out somewhere after the rooks when he found out the the horses the the horses were called knights and not horses. <laughs> zoned out completely. <laughs> Why'd you start him with checkers? He chose it. Oh, he came up to me and said, "Dad, how do I play chess?" <laughs> so that how, how then how was your week? Or is that was that your week? We start kindergarten on Thursday. Uh-oh. Oh, like man. I'm like mind boggled by this. It's August. I know we start school early in Illinois. Like we're starting. Like a lot of schools are already going. Everyone's going back to school this week because we get out in the middle of May now. Oh wow. So yeah, we're it's back to school week, and I'm so excited to have him in school full time, but I'm also feeling very old and very sad that I'm not going to be with my because I like stopped working. You know, I don't have a, a daytime job anymore because I was dad, stay at home dad, and now it's like, man, my buddy's gonna not be here every day. It's gonna be kind of sad, but yeah. So, but you'll get so I, much done, right? I'm gonna get a lot more done. Like my writing output is gonna go through the roof because I'll have. Time to do it. Oh, I also got notes on a book back this week that I've been struggling with for a number of years. And the editor goes, man, this this is not your honest one. This could be your best book, but it needs a lot of work. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, wow. give, give me the notes. But actually, it was a really productive conversation. And <clears throat> everything he said was right. And I, it gave me so many more ideas to go off on. So writers out there, listen to your editors. Never, you know, listen to people. People are smarter than you. Okay, That's my week. How's yours, Dave? Yeah, uneventful this uneventful. week so far. I've I've come to realize that I've been eating like crap, <laughs> and uh, I can't join stop. the club. It's COVID times; like nobody's eating very well these days. Yeah, but it's and it's not it's not just that; it's other things. And um, you working through some stuff? Yeah, I think so. But but on the plus side, um, <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. I didn't want to take that off, but I was, I caught it too. Uh, a good friend of the show. Uh, he hasn't been on in a long time. Eric Cooper. He's doing this small, like one day convention thing in center city, black label comic-con the whole, like the premise, he invites a lot of indie creators, creators of color and whatnot. And he tries to get people from TV and whatnot to be there to promote them. You know, people are trying to get their, their work out there. 
it's, it's a cool concept. So it's not just about showing it to people. It's more of kind of like an industry thing, you know? So he invited us and I completely forgot about it. And he asked me <laughs> the other day, like, are you guys coming? And I'm like, oh, I forgot. Like he was going to give us a table and everything too. And I don't know. We, we did a table once at a con. It was one of the worst things in my mind because I like going around talking to people. And when you're tied to a table, it's like, ugh, you know? Well, it was also because they were like, well, we got I, there and they suddenly <laughs> expected us to run the whole freaking thing. Yeah, we actually ran all the panels at that con too, which was weird. But that's a oh. whole nother, another story. They put, uh, you guys, they put you to work. Well, yes. yeah, but they didn't tell us. So that we spent most of the time running around to AV stores looking for. We equipment. thought we thought we were going to do we were going to do one panel and that was it. And then he didn't have anyone to host the panels or any equipment to do the panels with. Yes. Like microphones and stands. Mic stands. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had to we had to buy all mm -hmm. that stuff. I um, still have the one we bought in the basement. I still have all those mic cables that we bought. Um, That's right. XLR still. XLR. Yes, and XLR. I like. I bought like a, a couple big long ones to fit to the go to go to the PA and all that. Uh, but anyway, so I'm excited because I'm going to go to that for a couple hours on Saturday and I'm going to go around and talk to a few people and and you know haven't done that in a, over a year and a half now. <laughs> at this point, in a while. <laughs> it's been a long while so you know it's it'll be good to get out and and uh, see eric and see some some of the scott Hanna is going to be there he's been on the show a couple times I'll talk to him and you know find out what kind of projects people have out there and hopefully score three or four interviews for the show and we'll have that to look forward to next week of course we have so much to talk about next week so dave i just sent you a story that i thought was really important that i forgot to send earlier was it the one that you got the notes on? And I they, did. They I just put it. I know. I just put it in the chat. I don't know if you guys have heard about this today, but James Tinian, who was writing Batman, quit today. And now officially, the news broke that he quit. Ooh. And he is going. And I thought John might know a little bit about this. He is taking. He is going full time with Substack. Huh? Are you familiar with Substack, John, Dan, or Dave? Do you guys? No, know I've never. No, we are I, not. I get, and I'm not either. I just learned about this today. Start a paid I, newsletter. Yeah, it's a paid newsletter, right? And you get paid. I mean, like, I have a newsletter, but the thought of me getting paid for it is just outlandish to me at the moment. But I guess they're in, they're in, they're, uh, I guess, under Nick Spencer's kind of stewardship. I don't want to call it editorial ship. They're, in, they're inviting creators to release their creator owned works exclusively through Substack. And I guess James Tinian was offered two contracts, one with DC and one with Substack to be exclusive with them. And he chose Substack. He said the money was too good and the options to, to just worry about creator-owned endeavors are too much. Interesting. Make me, it's it's like Reddit, but with a paywall. That's what it sounds like. Interesting. Okay, so it's weird because I guess we could have talked this about this in the news, but sorry. It's no, no, it, it, because it's interesting. Substack's going to take a chance and pay the creators upfront, mm -hmm. which when, is unheard of. But, because like we don't know if that content's going to create any revenue for them. Well, that's like, but you need seed money to start a, a venture like this. And the only way you're going to get con content good enough that people but will I, pay for it is to pay good content makers, right? Right. But what I'm saying is like, yeah, they're offering more than DC, which I guess doesn't I know, shock me with everything well, that's going on with I don't with know. If, no, here's the thing. Is I don't Warner. know if they're offering more necessarily, but I mean, like there's also Creative no freedom creative freedom and like editorial ship, like, right. Cause there's a lot of, if you're leading Batman, you get to do a lot, but I mean, you're still restricted to, you know, Batman. having to, to do bat, you know, and then you read about that. I just read a story today that got, that got picked up 
from io9 they put it out with you know people who create characters billion dollar franchises are making thousands of dollars and a lot of it was the ed brubaker talking about how he just got a high five and a slap on the back for creating the winter soldier and it's like the older he gets the more he gets pissed about it you know so i mean like as you know as a guy who makes money and makes you know mediocre living doing creative stuff like i get it like i think at some point you know especially when you've written batman you know, I mean, how much? What's it's more almost, for you? It's almost like, and it almost feels like, unless you truly, truly love the characters, I think working for the big two actually should be where you cut your teeth and learn how to do comics, and then you should always just break out on your own. But it's so hard. Like he was a guy who was lucky enough to do that because he came up through Scott Snyder's school, and Scott Snyder's students get. You know, he vouches for yeah. him, basically. So he got to basically cut his teeth. So he did that. But for the most part, like when I came up through Andy Schmidt's courses, you're fighting for the attention. Like you're doing, you're doing, you're doing a super low paying, not low paying, no paying work that you have to pay out for independent publishers to get the attention of the big two so that you can grow your fan base so that you can leave the big two and, you know, work for image. Like it's like, it's very tough. Again, guys like Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker, I've all done that. <clears throat> but I mean, like, I don't know, man, like having gone through it myself and having been through not the ringer, but just gone through it with, with vertigo and DC were like, you know, Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yep. Nah. Like I can see a lot of people being like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to fight for everything. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I, just, I agree. Right. And then like, look at, I mean, I think that Kirkman has kind of been kind of the, the trailblazer of all this. Right. I mean, he got, he got an image when they were low, when they were at their worst, right. Got yeah. two big series with them. Now he's like, damn, you're a billionaire, right? I mean, yeah. aren't you better off trying to invest in yourself rather than doing the work for hire thing? Well, that's kind of where my head's at. It, you know, along those lines, and I just put something in our chat. This is something I just saw like a couple of minutes before we started. Apparently it's going around that Disney is only paying $5,000 to the people that created the content that's being made into movies. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty much a very similar story. Where that's it's what is- Baker got, yeah. <laughs> It's the, it's the, it's the dirty open secret of the, of the industry though. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like everyone I know that works in comics goes, you're not going to get rich working in comics. It's, it's, you know. But don't they like, I mean, hasn't it been, and you guys will know better, like, hasn't it been like, they don't get paid by the big guys. So they go and start something like Dark Horse or Image or whatever. And then those get bought out by the big guys. And then they're right back where they started. What? It's no, it's like it's like don't they like don't, don't the comic book creators like that that want to make more money they go work for an independent outfit or create a new independent outfit. Yeah. The independent outfit gets bought out by the big guys again, um, and it just really. one big circle. I mean, something. like it can like it's that's actually more rare. Like you're gonna see a lot more times like guys go to like like Scott Snyder took all his stuff. He's gonna this is really cool. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's got like six books coming out exclusively through Comicsology Unlimited. Yeah, and then they're gonna be released later through Dark Horse. Right. I'm getting back on comics. I was like, Scott Snyder's great creator. Yeah. Um, but like, I think it's a lot of cases like where guys want to do, they want to do their own stuff and image provides that. And like, boom provides that. And if you have a name, if you have a big name, they're willing to invest money in you where you're not, you don't have to get all in and everything. And then you get to retain your creative freedom, you know? Do you, right. Do you get to retain your rights? Yeah. Or- yeah, okay. most of them. Image you do. Image you are in control. Same yeah. with, I believe Dark Horse is a split, but I believe everywhere else is like, it's yours. That's the that's the appeal of going and working for these. You can't call them small press because they're not really small press. They're independent press guys. Mm. 
right? And why so many guys make their living on Kickstarter nowadays because it's your stuff, you know, you're selling directly to the consumer and you don't really need a publisher, so to say. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's, and then you look at the artists too, you know, they, they get, well, I mean, if you're an interior artist, you get paid per page, mm-hmm. you know, and if same you're, as a writer, same as a writer. Yeah, that's true. And if you're good, you get a good rate. But then like, there are some that don't want to do interiors. They only want to do covers, you know, and, and if then you're, it's, if you're good, you'll, you can get that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So but it's, you guys have a friend that does. Oh, I have a, I have a really good friend. Yeah. He does, does mainly, nothing but covers. He, cause right. he hates doing mm-hmm. interiors and, and I'm sure he's taken care of well for that. Well, or is this, I don't want to, we're not going to name names because I don't want you to hear too much dirty laundry, but I mean, like, what is the, I mean, like, how often are you hot as a cover artist? Not, he's dead, not long. In fact, I, I have to say that this person's hot streak ended in the, the aughts, you know, he, he was hot in the aughts and yeah. then, you know, cause he was on four big books doing the covers at one point. And now it's like, you know, he gets, I want to say four or five projects a year from the, the big two, but there's other avenues to make money as a cover artist, you know, like, you don't, yeah, and that's another thing too. Like, I will say this, they tend to sign writers and interior artists to try to get them to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. The cover artists are just like, they're paying them per piece and they don't usually try to get them to be exclusives. So unless they're doing interiors as well, but yeah, nine times out of 10, you know, I imagine. I wonder if Alex Ross even still gets what he probably would have commit would commanded a decade ago. You know, probably know. not. What's the last? What's the last thing Alex Ross did for one of the big two? I don't know. He did. He was doing covers for a long time. I remember he was doing Captain America covers. He he does cover stuff like like your your friend, but I don't know if he still does or not. I don't know. I really don't. Yes. Yeah, it's a good. He was my my friend was next to Alex Ross at a convention, and the guys that work for Alex said that my friend drew better women than Alex does. So that's the truth. Uh, I'm a huge Alex Ross fan, but his his Wonder Woman is very statuesque and noble. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call her pretty. Yeah, you know, like his female characters aren't very feminine. I think it's a it's a fair critique of his work. Yes, but I love, but I'm a huge Alex Ross fan. Like, again, I'm the guy who raised. But going back to the the article, like, yeah, they pay five thousand to these guys to say like, we're paying you for your work, but we now Thanks. own your work and we can do what we want with it and and publish it and it's a here it's five grand. It's like, hey, thanks for creating this thing. You know, we're gonna go make a billion and you know, yeah. I mean, grand. and now they can, and now they can, you know, release their movies on uh, streaming and theater at the same time and then not pay the actors uh everything oh oh let's <laughs> let's steer into a little uh, social media madness so we talked about scarlett I johansson i really tried is I... suing disney over her contract and we've had a couple people reply to our tweet on this first one i'm going to point out it's uh recasted podcast said I think it would be difficult to prove the exact box office dollar amount if the streaming service did not offer the option. That's what that's what the lawyers are going to say. If I was Disney lawyer, I would say that people streaming it are the ones who would have waited to rent it anyway. And uh, then, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we'll, hold on. And then our good friend Timothy Jones said, 
I'm not sure if the movie came out just in theaters, it would make a difference. I agree with JD that it would have done even better if it came out after Civil War. It was a good movie either way. I watched it in the theater opening night on and on Disney Plus the next night with the family. I hope she doesn't mind. And that's what I was going to get at. Like, I have been hearing so many interesting takes people talking about this lawsuit. It, it, it shocks me. One of the podcasts that will remain nameless, you guys know who you are. I know that one of them listens to this show every week. And they were arguing like, oh, it's just rich people suing rich people. What do we care? And it's... That's a terrible way to look at it's it. Im- yeah. it's, this is an important one because it was a contract and right. they, they broke it. And if they're allowed to break it, then contracts mean nothing, and that's going to lead to complete and utter chaos. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. That's the whole point. It's like the contract stated a theatrical-only release, and then they do streaming at the same time, which I don't know if we mentioned this when we talked about it. I, I found out that like because streaming isn't mentioned in the contract, Disney's keeping all of that revenue. It's God, not like she's getting... That's so evil. Exactly. And they're trying to make and they're putting these statements out like Scarlett Johansson is the the greedy one. And it's like, what <laughs> is it? Was it a let's see, did, now Disney announced how how much money that how much money Black Widow made on streaming? Right. They like separated out. Right. Didn't they? they oh, it? I don't. I, I did. If they did, I missed that. I thought they said it was something like, uh, you know, 70 million in theater, 60 million on streaming or something, something like that. Like. Yeah, but then how much in in how much did they lose in pirating because they put it on streaming right away? You know, right? But the but the but the the point is like that is a very serious misstep. Like I would, they're evil, but they're usually very smart evil. And by giving out a number, they've given Scarlett Johansson's uh, a number to work legal with. team yeah. a number to work with. Right? They will. Quite frankly, like SAG needs to renegotiate its deals. That's what it's going to come down to first. Because she's people are like, oh, she's going to get crushed. She's going to have the union behind her. Yeah. Right. They, they don't That's... want. They, they need this. Like this is going to be a real. Like I said, this is going to be a real thing. This is going to be like uh, transformative, right? Because this might. I don't think this is going away when when the COVID does, and it eventually will. But I think they're. I watched Suicide Squad today. With my wife after yep. she got off work, she's like, hey, let's go watch Suicide Squad. I'm like, all right, let's do it. We went down to the living room, brand new movie. Like, that's gonna yeah. be the way people consume, except for cinemaphiles, right? That's the way people are gonna consume content from now on. It's it, right. Things are gonna change. I, I mean, I don't know how how much, but they're definitely gonna change. And, but that's the like, that was another hot take. It was like, oh, well, Disney's got better lawyers, so she's just gonna lose. And it's like, really like sometimes it, it's not it's not how high paid the lawyers are it's but like you said law. john it, right exactly like you said john it's a contract the contract says x you violate x you broke the law if yeah. if we just say oh well there's an argument against uh, allowing that well then what the laws mean anymore what the contracts mean that's that's the thing that's how cynical our society has become is that we assume that it, that you know the big giant corporation is going to win and we're like and we don't care right that's terrible right yeah. it is that's a terrible way. Like we need to, we need to, because again, people are like, oh, billionaires, who cares? And it's like, okay, sure. But I mean, like, how about we, we work to support someone who's actually trying to make a difference right now? Because, because right? there, it's not just it. It's like we're we're talking about big corporations that when you when you scroll through the terms of service, you know, before you load an app up or something, you're agreeing to a you can't hire a lawyer if they screw you over you you, they're they're binding you to arbitration which is usually only one-sided 
and B, you're agreeing to giving out all of your information. Like they can, they can use your information in however they want. And, mm-hmm. and in some of these TOSs, like, I think, I think Facebook had this problem where they said they owned anything you posted and they had to change that when somebody brought a lawsuit against them. So it's there, like, the best thing is they try, they try right. and they only will change if someone gets legal. Right. You have to and get legal. Have to. You have right. to push back. Exactly. And again, as we discussed last week, it's also it's about the little guys that are going to get royally screwed in this mm-hmm. in the long run. Yeah, she's a big name and she's doing it, but it's not about her. How many other people her. were in? How many other people were in 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 that movie? Right. Yeah. That also a lot of people. Out. Right, and a lot of people get points for everything that happens in movie theater. I mean, like movie theaters, it's they're going. I don't know if they're going away, but the 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 pandemic has ushered something on that we all knew was kind of coming mm. with this day and date. I mean, like. There's a lot of these movies I'll go see still at the theater, but if they keep this day and date stuff, we paid 30 bucks for Black Widow. Well, I also don't understand how I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how the model can be sustainable for like HBO just giving it away, but that's another story. Well that, um, that isn't that the funny thing though? We paid I yeah, we paid what 30 bucks for for Black Widow. And nothing. And it, was, it was an okay for me. Yeah, and nothing for an obvious and even better movie, which I hate to admit. Yes. Which we'll get to. We'll get to. That's, I mean, that's one, that's on Warner Media though. Yeah. 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 They could, <clears throat> they could have charged extra for it. They're choosing not to. I don't know. Or why. maybe I don't know they why. don't have the technical ability to. No, yet. they have mm-hmm. the technical ability to it. I mean, it's adding one more button. That's not hard. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, like to say Disney has a technical ability and Warner doesn't, it's, that's not. Yeah. Well, exactly. it's, a, it's, a, it's not a matter of technical ability. Well, it's, it's a matter of did they do the work to, to put that feature in? Compare, the- compare removing a mustache special effect versus <laughs> the aging. I don't know. I don't know if Warner's got the technical. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Warner, I love this. Not long after the, the episode was posted, our good friend Markellis Regans from the So Wizard podcast chimed in and said, I thought Batman Hush animated came out in 2019. Markellis was on this shit right away. <laughs> you know, yes, I got it. I've got it. I'm sure I'm, I've got it in my hand for the people that are listening. I've got it in my hand and I'm putting it in the camera right now. So go to YouTube. And say, yes, I have the long Halloween part one in my hand. Obviously, Batman I read this as Batman year one. <laughs> apparently. Batman the long Halloween is the latest DC animated feature. I've never read it. The original book. Shame. I know. But part one is fantastic, and it's so evident Chris Nolan was inspired by it, which I think we've talked about on this show before. I, that, a lot. Yeah, that was the, the inspiration for um, The Dark Knight. Hey, Calendar Man was in Suicide Squad. Yes. Oh, that's right. Get in the background, though. Yeah. He has a yeah. brief little interaction. Very brief. Someone's getting dive-bombed. That's a helicopter going by us. My, all my windows are open because it's not hot enough to have the air on. Just, um, just, just make sure that you open the windows for the for the black the men in black when they come through. And then, come the men in black. and then finally speaking of suicide squad i love this like kevin glean said first thing i did after finishing suicide squad 2 which you know the suicide was check out superhero speak comics miz and ness ness starman to see if they had posted yet was this the best dc comics film since chris reeves original superman one screen su- shot suggests it i love this picture uh, it's like yeah it's polka dot man dancing with all his moms at the club or at the bar uh, oh 
that was an awesome thing. But I just want to say thanks, Kev. It's nice to get a shout out. And hopefully you're listening to this and you'll hear our take on Suicide Squad very shortly. Mm. So that is all of the social media madness for this week, guys. And there was much celebration. So <laughs> I, I have the distinct taste of minstrel in my mouth right now. On that note, we'll take a quick... Oh, wait. Minstrel? I almost did that wrong. On that note, here's our good friend T-Square to tell you how you can find us on social media and follow along with Social Media Madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Okay, JD, have you never seen Quest for the Holy Grail? I saw spam a lot. You've never seen the Holy Grail? Oh my I've seen God. scenes from it, but I don't think you I've have seen the to whole see thing the whole, all the way through. You have to see the whole <sighs> way through. Like one of the most quotable movies ever, ever, basically. Like, who's who's who has the minstrels? It's Sir Robin. Sir Robin, yes. yes. Robin's minstrels. And 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 they keep singing and they keep making they're singing the whole time and they make fun of Sir Robin the whole time. Because <laughs> he keeps running away from battle and stuff. And then they're like, there's a whole thing where they're like running away and then they, they run out of food. So they eat the minstrels. Hmm. That's, that's why he said I had to taste a minstrel in my mouth. Dude, your geek, your geek cred just lost. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, John. We're, we're going to, we're going to take a quick commercial break. So John, I'm so John. So JD can go watch the long, not the long, my God. Oh my gosh. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Monty yes. Python and the Holy Ground. And we'll be right back with the news. Messages. We'll be right back. Oh, Don, I forgot to check out Omega Level Nerds podcast on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. On that note, we are back and we got a little bit of news to talk about. Some fun stories here. The first one, I think, is probably the most important story to come out in a long time. Apparently, Ryan Reynolds would like to do a Bambi Deadpool crossover. Okay, now there was a video short that came out like 25 years ago called Bambi versus, versus Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, that's I cannot wait to see Deadpool versus Bambi. So, so the pitch is that Deadpool has the hunter that kills Bambi's mother captured and tied up, and he's like, you know, questioning him. You, you know, Deadpool has actually. He, Ryan has, Reynolds actually proposed this to Disney, and Disney said no. <laughs> you, you know, Deadpool's fought against Pinkie Pie from, from the, the My Little Ponies. In Death Battle? Yes. Yeah. So so is this a, is this a crossover we'd want to see, guys? 
can't believe we're, talk, can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> there isn't a lot of news, and I like, and I, this made me laugh. That's why I, I, it just proves Ryan Reynolds is the right guy to play Dare, uh, Daredevil. Deadpool. Oh my god, Ryan Reynolds is the right guy to play Daredevil. Or, you did it to me. <laughs> Deadpool. Nice. That's our episode title. Ryan Reynolds is Daredevil. It's a verbal virus. A verbal virus. I like that. Well, you know, it's, it's better than having a speech impediment. Sometimes I word my switch, you know. Or an, or an anal virus. Oh. So yeah, this is a this is a dumb idea. I'm really the fact that Ryan Reynolds actually walked into Disney and said this. Did he actually, or is he just telling us he did? He's telling us. We don't know. But Let's be apocryphal for a moment. The fact that Ryan Reynolds did this makes him somewhat legendary in my eyes and perfect to be Deadpool. Oh, yes. Yes. The fact that they probably considered it for a few seconds. Too. <laughs> oh, oh I, doubt, sure. I, doubt, no, I doubt that. I doubt. I, there's somebody. I, you, you I think somebody know. considered Ryan, it for a second. So here's a real question. Is, do we see <laughs> a Bambi Easter egg in the next Deadpool movie? Oh, hell yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Because speaking of the next Deadpool movie, he has come out and said, most likely, filming will start next year for Deadpool 3. I can't believe uh, they haven't already started. He says there's a 70% chance. Well, I mean, I'll say this. Everything's been slowed up. Everything yeah, well, again. Not, yeah. not only has everything been slowed up, I'm sure there were legal maneuvers to get through and mm-hmm. plot ideas to get through now that he's back under the Disney um- and Marvel umbrella. Like, how do you make this now work? Um, there's a lot of mental gymnastics that has to be done now. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, Deadpool, so not really, I guess. But I mean, if they're saying they're ready to start filming, that means they're getting through all of that. I would assume they have a script. I believe they have a director. So that's good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Maybe Corgan will be in it. That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. What kind of like, what would you want to see in a Deadpool 3? Like a lot of Disney jokes. I I want to see him be that player that was that was that Thor was threatening. The other video gamer. Oh, that's that a rumor. That yeah. that is a rumor that 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 will end up being Deadpool. Um, Deadpool playing as the the was it the the good the guy. You know what I want to see? I want to see Deadpool do a gag version of like the multiverse of madness or Crisis and Infinite Earths type of thing. I would like to see him take the piss out of the out of the, the multiverse. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm wondering how do you how do you introduce him now and and, and Call it Deadpool 3 saying he had two existing movies. Now we're bringing him in and like, you know how fans are. Well, where was he during Infinity War? Where was he during Endgame and all that kind of stuff? Um, you do the J.R. Ewing thing and have him, Roger, the Bobby Ewing thing and have him walk out of a shower. <laughs> but fully, but in the full Deadpool. In the full costume, yes. yeah. That's what I would, that's what maybe, I would maybe, do. Maybe he was in one of the other, you know, the, the Sacred Timeline, one of the other realities that were part of the sacred timeline i i i i agree with that to a point but i also don't want them to use that as a trope to or correct things like that or bring things in you know or or too much he was all he's been there the whole time they just did the camera didn't focus on him (laughs) right if this is our frame and this is our frame deadpool is like right here they can make what do you mean i've been here the whole time (laughs) they can do the big pan around shot avengers and then Kind of peek over and there's Deadpool eating a chimichanga oh, or something. Oh, they'll, they'll show they'll show Deadpool in the background to the Avengers doing the posing, right? That's what I'm saying. Again, yeah, the, yeah. the big sweeping yeah. shot from Avengers that you pause on it and like yeah. look over here. And there's Deadpool. Please. Swarma. Like, yeah. 
please let them please let them do that add him into an exist couple existing shots be like, i've been here the whole time yeah that'd be the best way to do it. like what are you talking about i've been here because then it kind of shuts all the nerd arguments down yeah. right you know that's yes that's what i would do plus it'd be yeah. hysterical whatever he was doing in the background oh yeah it'd be great it'd be perfect hey feige i'll take my five <laughs> i'll take my five grand um <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> dance monkey yeah that's not a bad idea I, I, that I would love. I would love that. <sighs> All right. Moving on. I, I know that I'm a Star Trek fan, fan, even though I haven't watched any of the new stuff. I know John is a Star Trek fan. Uh, the original timeline, not the Kelvin. Not the Kelvin timeline. I have no opinion. I will partake and enjoy whatever they give me. But I'm not paying for Paramount Plus. Yeah, basically me too. All right. Uh, let me throw an addendum on that. I'll throw an addendum. <clears throat> My wife is the biggest Fraser fan in known to mankind He's so when the new fraser series comes out there will be one month where we will have paramount plus at which point i will partake in the new star star trek stuff because why not all right well i i this interest this article grabbed me so alex kurtzman who is the head over at overseeing all the star trek small screen stuff is currently developing a starfleet academy series now it's interesting because back way back i want to say in the late 90s are you going to do a jace of star command thing or go ahead like, I'm, <laughs> pull, I'm pulling stuff from well that's early 80s actually so go ahead way back in the 90s when i think maybe voyager was in its second se- second or third season and we were talking about like where are they going with star trek right because next generation ended deep space nine was ending and we had uh voyager right well we all had the idea of let, why not do a Starfleet Academy show? Because then you could have you could have characters come in and out, and you could keep it fresh for a much longer time, and you could rotate the cast because they're students, and just have like a couple mainstays, like a couple teachers are here and there that that are currently on the show. You're proposing Saved by the Bell in space. And basically, yes, that there you go. Even though it didn't really work. Uh, that way, was the new by class the was on for quite a number of years. It yeah. was, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, because they kept following. Like the problem with Saved by Bell is they kept following the same kids. They didn't. They did no. They did. They had a new class came in. Screech was like a dean's assistant, right? And they still had Mister Belding there. This is oh, you're ta- you're, yeah. You're, this is literally what you're proposing. Right, right. Um, like head of the class. Remember that show? When yes. they had, like that's uh, the one I was thinking of at first. Yeah, head well, of the class. Finished- they eventually graduated most everybody and then yes they did and it didn't work but i mean like you could do that in theory right right because then the teacher left too and and the new teacher was was who who yeah but it was originally johnny fever howard hessman yes he was a much better oh yeah yeah he's great he was was fantastic anyway yeah long story short like that was our whole thing like we were like how do you make it fresh how do you keep it going and now the fact that they're doing it but like you said is it enough to get me to sign up for Paramount Plus? I don't know. Paramount Plus has to be like the least subscribed to of those major services. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got literally almost everything else. That's the only one I don't have. And I don't feel the need to get it. What's there? Like, what is like, unless you're unless you're a huge Trekkie who has to consume everything Star Trek, what is there to entice you? Like I said, I got to I'm going to look at it when we get it for the Frasier thing, which I can't believe I'm actually I think <laughs> I think the only person i know hopefully he's listening that has paramount plus is montego from fans on patrol and 
he has it for the Star Trek stuff. So Montego, what else is on there? Let us know. That's an excellent question. I'd love to know uh, the answer. SpongeBob the movie, artific- AI, artificial intelligence, which... Mm, so is Paramount... Um, oh, Paramount's Viacom, right? Yeah. yeah. T- so you get Nickelodeon. Dora, Dora the... Dora? Okay, the, you get the, the Nickelodeon movie, stuff. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Paramount? Oh, it is yeah. Paramount. Yeah. Aeon Flux, Tom Cruise Minority Report. Good movie. All, all of the MI... The Mission Impossibles. Yeah. Some of them are better than others. Flashdance. The, well, the, the American version. I don't get excited over movies because like... I've seen a movie. The, I get a movie from right. Amazon. It, yeah. Exactly. That, that's going to make the rounds on other services. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. Galaxy um, Quest is on there. That's a... Sh- oh, wait. Galaxy yeah. Quest is a good movie. Yeah, but yeah, no, one of the best. Yeah, I think you can get that on uh, on Netflix or something. So, but it's got yeah, it's like it's got it. You, your original program is it's got to be what entices me to to, to come in. Yeah. Original programming is what it's what it's all about. I mean, like Netflix is bringing back Stranger Things now, and uh, I'm like, oh, okay, good. Like the whole reason I signed up for Netflix was the Marvel shows. <laughs> That's how yeah. I talked my wife into it. Yeah, yeah, and then and then of course you know. Disney came along and said, screw you, Netflix. We'll do it better. Yeah, and uh, they did. Yes, they did. So, all right. Well, we'll see. Montego, tell us, tell us what's on there that we should be watching. And then... Who's got Quantum moving Leap? Moving on. Who's got Quantum, like, Leap? Quantum Leaps? Isn't that CBS? Is it? I'll, I'll, it's another service I'm not going to be buying. <laughs> CBS is the most audacious one of them all. Like, give me a break. You have nothing of value to me. You... Wait, CBS is Paramount, right? So Paramount's changing. CBS is becoming thought, Paramount. Thought, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so same, same. I stand by my comment. Oh no, Quantum Leap was on NBC, so it's oh you might is that Peacock might be on Peacock. Peacock. I bought Peacock for the month because of the Olympics, and it turned out I didn't need it. So spent yeah. five bucks on nothing. And 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 just come on, I understand it's your symbol, but Peacock, come on, guys, you got to come up with a better name than that. Yeah, and, uh, the, and the, the fight game wrestling group I'm a part of on Facebook, everyone refers to it as the cock. <laughs> Like I'm having difficulty navigating the cock. I, I like, is anybody else's cock? This. Is anybody else's <laughs> cock freezing up? I, I can't really comment. I on struggled. This. I'm struggling on the cock tonight. Yes, it, it never gets old. Uh-huh. <laughs> you signed an NDA. I didn't sign an NDA. I can tell how stupid their logo is. The cock peacock. The cock. Now, we're trying to make it. A, we're trying to make it a thing. Like, so that's why I'm going to broadcast it everywhere I possibly can. John, how is your cock? Has the cock been treated? It streams well. It streams well. well. That's good. That's good. I was going to say, how is the cock cock treating you these days? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Can we stop whipping that joke around? Oh, oh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that thing away before it hurts someone. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 stop them though, because you might be cock blocking them. Anyway, oh. moving on. This should excite JD, I think. This should excite into blue balls. Is that? Are we? Okay. okay. Uh. <laughs> Neil Gaiman announced they have officially finished filming season one of Sandman. How the most amazing part of this is that Warner let it slip through their fingertips. Yeah. How is this not on HBO Max? I have no idea. Like, like, and that's the thing. You want to save your your streaming service. This is what you put on there. I mean, it's Sandman. It's like literally the most time honored. It is. I'm not exaggerating. It is probably the most critically acclaimed time honored comic series of its generation. Right? It's fucking Sandman. It's Vertigo, right? 
Oh, it's it's one of the like like we talked it about started Vertigo, right? Swamp Thing was with the inspiration for what became Vertigo. Sandman actually is right, right? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea like how unless there's something weird where maybe Gaiman owns Sandman. He, I think Gaiman actually does un- at least own enough of it because they have to use his they have to get his permission anytime Death shows up in any other uh, DC book. Oh wow! So there might be he might have came along at the right time and negotiated himself a perfect contract interesting but still how do you if you're warner how do you let that slip how because they don't know yeah and you're right john that's the answer they make they they make so many bad business decisions constantly yeah constantly it's like the history of warners how how can we fuck this up (sighs) so so filming's done hopefully it means we're going to get it soon I want to see a trailer. I'm very excited. And can we get the whole thing at once and not like part one and then part two of season one? Can we get all of season one at once? Yeah, we need to. I think that hopefully Netflix has learned from the Masters of the Universe debacle to just put the whole damn thing out and we'll let it just let it be. Yeah. Let it, let it or, be. or do it weekly. Or I'll, do it I, weekly. I can support that. Yes. Don't, don't have, give me yeah. don't give me five episodes and then wait six months and give me five more. Yeah, it's like, so stupid. Yeah. That's another season. Like, you know, that's like, yeah. That's right. Cool. Give me the whole damn thing. John's being very quiet today. You know, I don't have anything to say about that. Okay, fair enough. That's I'm trying. You're the DC. I'm You're... trying not to give myself trouble. Oh, okay. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. You're the DC guy. Have you read Sandman, John? Are you a fan of Sandman? I have a Sandman number one downstairs. I okay. I, I just happened to be re- uh, collecting when that came out, and it was interesting, and I had read Neil, Neil Gaiman before, and because you're like yeah. that perfect age you're like that perfect like yeah yeah neil gaiman 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 you know i just it sound like you actually said neil diamond and you know i can't see him writing comic he, books he, his comic books are much much different so yes no i got no, nothing I, I that should be entire, easy i got nothing i i have i have like the whole run of sandman downstairs in a in a long box in like you know the the acid-free polystyrene or yeah cardboard People, backs what people yeah, ignore with, about the Sandman comics really that, that I think is cool is how steeped it is in DC lore and continuity. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's the one it that is. got me into Swamp Thing. I read a, a little bit of Swamp Thing after that, and definitely Constantine. Like that mm-hmm. was the one that got me into the weirder stuff. That was you know, and the good writing. You know, Virgo was so good, man. It was so good. Yeah, I wonder how much of that will bleed into this show. Like, how much can they do? I don't know. I bet you can do because, like, the the second Sandman is Daniel Daniel Carter. It's the, the right. grandson of Carter. I'm sorry, Daniel Hall. Pardon me, the grandson of Carter Hall. I don't know. I don't know how much of that you can do. Like, how uh, maybe change some names? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited though. I think it's gonna be really good. The I want to check out the audiobooks at some point because I guess the the cast of the audiobooks I think is actually better than the cast of the TV show. So at some point I will dive into the Sandman audiobooks, but I haven't had a chance yet. Yep. And then speaking of weird Warner Brothers business decisions, though apparently this is a thing. I made a comment the last time when we talked about Wonder Woman's uh, records. Now we're getting the Suicide Squad. It's been official. Their soundtrack will be available on vinyl. It'll be a uh, Starro colored version and a regular, which means it's blue, the record itself. So so are we going to run out and buy the vinyl of the soundtrack, guys? No. I just might. I might have to go out and get myself a record. I've been looking at a record player on, on Amazon, a nice one, 
because I've got records upstairs and I have I haven't played. Do you know what I have upstairs? You, you want to? I have an original bodies. Uh, Star. The, <laughs> no, they're in the basement. Oh, so of course. No, no upstairs. I, the star. The the whole. The, was it the original Star Wars score? Oh, the John on, Williams on vinyl. That's pretty yeah. cool. What, what, the, the first one ever put out. That's right. Cool, I, I, I checked. I checked it out of a, a library, and, and you never um, brought it back. <laughs> Holy shit! You're a scumbag. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, library. I didn't realize it was going to be that big. And library like cops are going to come get you on that one. <laughs> I mean, was this the library stands? I don't even think the town exists. Thirty thousand dollars in back fees. That's why, <laughs> and that's what it is. They were waiting for that money, yeah. and then the town went under. Oh my goodness! Well, yeah, oh, I'm gonna write that down. That's a cool idea. But you know, <laughs> John, John destroyed it down by running. <laughs> but the Suicide soundtrack is awesome. Did you like it? I, I thought it was. I liked it, but I didn't think it was quite like the level of what he did with Guardians. Quite frankly, I mean, Guardians well, was more poppy. Was Guardians, more pop- yeah, yeah. Guardians is like a a, a nexus of just. It was, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like somehow everything just clicked. There was some good stuff in this. Don't get me wrong, but I don't mm-hmm. think the soundtrack was quite as like iconic. Like I'm not, I'm yeah. not rushing to go get it. I completely agree with you. Absolutely. There's I, an I, interesting I, thing yeah. about some of those songs. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about the movie after we come back from our next and final commercial break. We'll be right back with our review of the Suicide Squad. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. What is wrong with DC and Warner 2? Like, why why did they add the and act like it's a completely different movie? And, anyway. And the next movie was called A Suicide Because <laughs> I think that two, I think it's, I think, because like, I think it's literally because the, the word two will guarantee you like 60% of the grosses, right? And that's why you make sequels, because it'll get you. 60 to 70 percent of the gross in this yeah. case you don't want that you don't want that tab hmm. but you also don't want you don't want to start over which i think having watched the movie was the better idea not starting over. and the, the standard the standard people out there don't understand the significance of jeff johns being the one who did it jeff johns is the one who did what no the suicide squad sorry the the the, the, the writer of the, the yeah who did suicide squad john uh, ostrander john ostrander but he wrote it right the, the comic. Yeah. I don't think Jeff. I don't think Jeff Johns wrote. You mean uh, I think James Gunn wrote the movie. James Gunn. Sorry, <laughs> James Gunn. Oh my Jeff god. Johns is kind of <laughs> over at DC right now. Yeah. No. Um, no. So I I, I I I lost my point there. So um, let's. Uh, lost my time, brain too. Time, time to mute that mic again. So we're talking. Obviously, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna, talking I'm going to mute this for a bit. But James, Gunn, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. they, like they they don't understand how significant it is that they that that Gunn was the one who did this and. I hope how good, it, how good it how good it's going to be compared um, to the first one. So let's start off how we always do. Yeah. Let's go around the room and give our non-spoiler reactions to the movie before we get into spoilers. Obviously, we all saw it at this point, so we'll start with John. Oh, nine and a half starros. No, there, no spoilers. It's in the trailer. You should have saved that. Um, I know, I know, but I I couldn't. No, without spoilers, this. This is one of those movies where just grab some popcorn. It it's available, you know, through HBO Max. Just sit down and be prepared for a really good time. At no point during the movie was I bored or looking at my watch or fiddling with my phone. 
And, and at no point did I think this is starting to like, it was just like from beginning to end, you get to the end, you're like, wow, what a ride. So it was completely worth it. Like, this is what the yeah. first one should have been. JD. The weirdest fucking mainstream super comic movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. It's so weird. Like I, I, my wife said, I don't know if I liked it, but I was really entertained but that was really fucking weird. Now that she doesn't swear. So I was like, yep, that's what I'll say. It was weird. But what, I was it the hyperviolence that caught her? Or? No, I, she was actually surprisingly okay with the hyperviolence. It was it, it was just all of it. Hmm. Right? It was a spectacle. It was a so, spectacle. Yes. Hmm. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. Best live action DC movie since The Dark Knight. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> it's like that, That's an easy one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I think it surpassed from Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, well, Wonder Woman it, had issues, especially with the end. This mm-hmm. did not have that. This, every, they stuck the, the ending. Yes, they did. This mm-hmm. was everything the first one should have been. Exactly. Like and more. that's yeah. Like like sorry, David. And and it's a shame because poor David Ayers. This is always going to be compared to the first one and going forward, and you know that. So it makes they're going to say he's the lesser. Hey and man. It's just, People are always going to compare James Cameron's aliens to Ridley Scott's alien. And you will but always I, have your debaters. I think Not so much this time around. Though. I think is, but I think his hand, David Ayer's hands were tied more than James Gunn's, but, but he's we'll also, get into David, that. he's also David Ayer's and he's James Gunn. So, so that, that being said, we're obviously going to get into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen the suicide squad, I recommend you stop, fire up your HBO max, watch it and come back. And if you, don't care? Then here we go. All right. Spoils, spoils, spoils. I'm oh going to start off. Starro. No, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm going to start off with, I think, the most jarring difference between the two. Amanda Waller was more of what Amanda Waller should have been. It's the same actress, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's script or directing or both. But, like, yeah, you don't like Amanda Waller at the end yes. of the first U.S. Sky Squad. You hate her in this movie, and you're supposed to hate her. You're not supposed to like Amanda Waller. Like, you're supposed to, she's an ends justifies the means person, uh-huh. and you are supposed to be like, bitch. Like, you're supposed to hate every decision she makes. Amanda Waller is such a rotten human being that she makes you feel sympathy for the unsympathetic. Yes. That is the purpose of the character. Well, she like, still, like, murdered her entire team in the first one. She did. But the, let's be honest, the movie really murdered them all. Like, there's no emotional mm. attachment. So again, this is the this is what I found interesting. True. The first half hour of the original Suicide of Suicide Squad is introducing the team. Very right. hamfisted. Yeah, they yeah, introduced yeah, the yeah. team in three minutes, and I felt more of a connection to them than I did in that first movie. You yes. know, and, and and going along with what you said, we had her team, the the team the, the team that Amanda Waller was running this time, not not the Suicide Squad, but her her Viola Davis. Sorry, I wanted to make sure. We yeah, said yeah. Her name. we the very first scene with them is them taking bets on who's going to die, and, and that's and and that gave us more of a connection right there. You're absolutely right. Than with you know anything so, that they did in the first one. So in the first one, they give us Deadshot's motivation of wanting to be a better person for his daughter. In this one. They make a man, they make Waller threaten Bloodshot's daughter mm-hmm. so that he'll join the team. And that's there there's a huge difference in that. 
even though it seems like the same motivation, it's not. And it's so much done so much better in this movie. And it works better with characters that are unsympathetic. Like that scene where you introduce the two of them, it plays out very cliched, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like they're going to have the very typical, you know, family in jail scene. And it turns on its head where they're like, F you, F you, I hate you, duh, but you know, this like, you're just like, whoa, you're taken aback right away. But you're given such a great glance into the character. And part of Will Smith is Will Smith doesn't like to open. Will Smith always has to be like shiny and pristine, even when he's playing like Hancock or something like that. Like there's still the overabundance of like baby face to him, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas Idris Elba had no problem taking Bloodsport and putting him in the muck, but through his struggle and through his performance and through his pathos, which shines through, he makes much better. He makes a much better connection to you as a viewer than anything Will Smith had done in that, in the first film. So they're basically playing the same character. So, so let's back up a little bit. We talked about in the first five minutes of the movie, they introduce the team, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) did, okay. You're obviously the Suicide Squad. We talked that like, and and this is again, you can't talk about the movie without spoiling it because obviously, one of the big things about the Suicide Squad is who's going to die and who's going to live. Did you see it coming in the beginning? Like, I had a feeling when they were showing us, you know, I can't even think of who the characters were. Was it Blackthorn, Blackguard, Blackguard, Blackguard? Yeah, Blackguard, Blackguard, Javelin, Weasel, TDK um, played by Nathan K. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, TDK. Like, I'm like. Mongol Meili Ning. I don't Mongal. see Mongal. Yes, I'm like, Mongal. like. First off, this is part of the problem with watching previews of the movie like this. I'm like, I don't remember seeing most of these characters in later scenes. Specifically, especially since we're starting with the beach scene, which where you see a lot of. Folks. I didn't think about it like that, but I I knew they were gonna do something right because I. The first Suicide Squad movie was so easy to see that Slipknot, like played by uh, I believe it was West. What studio play? I forget. Doesn't matter because the movie because he died too. But it was so it was so easy to pick out who was gonna die in this one, and I love that they turned out like back when I wanted to write comics, big two comics, I always wanted to do Suicide Squad. Like my gimmick idea was I I wanted to put like the whole team out there. This is the team. This is the team. This is the team, and then you kill them all at the end of the first issue. So some comics have done that. They have so similar, like never the whole team though. It's always been a couple. My idea was the, whole, and that's basically what they did here. So I was kind of like, yeah, I think zeitgeist, yeah, great minds. I think the so only the only thing that threw you off, and we'll we'll get into the one a little bit, but is that they gave you Harley mm-hmm. and Flag, Flag, and you're like, there's no way they're killing Harley and Flag. So I thought there was that about Boomerang too, because one Boomerang is like the constant of the Suicide Squad. Two, because we debated on whether or not this was a reboot or not. And then they brought Jai Courtney in, or Courtney, right. Jai Courtney in, to play Boomerang. So I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to keep him around. And they did not. Wow. No. They yeah, killed no. his ass right away. Well, the first one to die was Weasel. Weasel. Kind of, sort of. Dude, you know what I love is how obscure every single, with the exception of Harley Quinn, how obscure every single character in this was. I had never heard of TDK before. Me and, neither. And Weasel. I mean, <clears throat> Me Mangal neither. I've heard of. Mangal I've heard of, yeah. But, like, yeah, this was... I thought Mangal was not, like, not, like, that much of a side character, though. Like, she's, her off But nerves. she's not Mongol. Right. right. Mongol is a serious, you know, that's a character. Mongal is, like... The female offshoot, you know, right? So right. she's completely expendable. And I like, uh, yeah. is she an alien? Is she a god? No, yeah. <laughs> it was great. 
<laughs> it was. Yeah. And it sets, it, what I like about this movie is in the first Suicide Squad movie, nobody died afterwards. Like, how are you going to have a Suicide Squad where the whole team makes it out, right? Except for, yeah. like, Slipknot dies right away. In this one, not the case. Yeah. Right. And that's the, and that's the whole thing. And, like, where I thought they were going at first, when, Black, when you find out Blackguard betrayed them, where I thought it was going was, okay, so some of them are going to die, some of them are going to get captured, and they have to send another team in to save them, right? Because because of previews. Like, that's what was playing in my mind, yep, right? Because we, right. all, we all knew Harley was going to be saved at some point, right? Like, we knew that was coming. But no, they were a distraction. And, it, <laughs> and it's like, and again... And Which that's is a another, Waller thing to do. And that's another Waller thing. And that's like, mm. you send in a team to be a complete distraction. And so... Expendable makes, team. Which makes you wonder... They're the expendables. Which makes you wonder, A, did did uh, she know Blackguard was going to rat him out? And count on it. And count on it, yeah. Yeah, and two, she's she's even willing to, to sacrifice Flag. Oh, she's absolutely willing. Well, then she does go after Flag. See, I got this theory. About Only after it survived. Well, in the comics, Flag <laughs> always comes back, and they've alluded, I forget if they've straight up alluded to her, or if they just say Flag is either a clone or he regenerates or something like so if they do make another one i fully expect joel kinnaman to be back as rick flag by the way he is a, so much better in this movie like you feel so much more of a connect those are my big complaints with the last one is i don't i didn't feel anything for flag and flag is the heart of the suicide squad and in this one he gets stabbed in the heart well someone pointed this out and and it's it's true in the not only did they spend half the movie setting up the team in the first one mm -hmm. they spent most of the time talking about how badass they were instead of showing, showing them. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah it was a lot of show it was show, all it was tell. all tell it was the yeah, it was all tell don't show mm -hmm. right and this one you get it right away like even people like what why are you here and then you show them and you're like oh right and it's just like i didn't need to know tdk's origin story I don't need to know what black card because some people like they get so lost in the details. Like, well, who is this guy? What's his motivation? It doesn't matter. He's right. cannon fodder. Right. <laughs> well, I don't even think TDK cared about it. What? What the hell was? Who the hell was TDK? What? His arms detached, and he's like, okay, they're gonna whip around and start, you know, like the detachable like, kid breaking people's the necks, in, and they're like the walking slowly. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and doing and, doing and the then slapping. Like, Doing like three stooges on them. Like, what's the point of them? Like, why That's exactly why? None of them, they were all pointless. They were perfect cannon fodder. Well, except were... for the guy who tried to leave. What was his name? Oh god, it was Michael Rooker, right? You were meant to they think were... he's gonna be the, the central character. Right, right. That was Michael, that was Savant. such a Who's Savant? Savant. Savant, he looked pretty badass. He's a, he's he like did. a third, he's like a third tier, he's either Flash or Batman villain. I can't remember. And it's like well, that's the thing too, right? Because that's how they set it up. They 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 start the movie with him. You think he's going to be your your introduction into like your this world, of, your point of interest character, right? Your point right. of entry character, excuse me, right? Your your everyman, all that 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 whole thing, and it's like, no, he gets his head blown up real good. Well, he, <laughs> he, like, he says, was the only, he was the only he, sane one there right. to say no, the, no, just no. And he was like the paper dream was he's the only one in the group who was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And then he's like, I'm out of here. And then you see. Waller's not full of it. She'll blow your damn head off if Wait, you don't so, do the job. So it was the perfect scene because you 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 basically set set up everything for the audience in all ways. Amanda Waller's definitely you know going to pull the trigger on somebody, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and 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 she and all these guys are expendable. You don't know who's going to die, and you really you really don't. They do a great job making you care about the polka dot man. 
They do a great no. job of making you care about the polka dot man. And when he dies, and it's James Gunn, so it's, it was a taste of that old James Gunn, like um, very sardonic humor, very black. Yeah. It's very black humor here, mm-hmm. where you laugh, but at the same time you feel bad because, like, oh man, I liked him, but I still laugh. Like I'm a superhero. <laughs> can we right? Talk, let's can we let's, talk about his mom? Let's get it. Let, yeah. So so that's the thing. Like we have we get this. Then was obviously we back familiar. the we, they block the clock up and we get introduced to the real. Team, the real team, yeah. Which is Bloodsport, Ratcatcher Two, Rat, Ratcatcher Two, Peacemaker, Peacemaker, King Shark, King Shark. That's it. Flag and flag. No, oh. no. Am I missing someone? Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. That's right. I just said it. Yeah, and yes, and like, and these are the characters you get some backstory on. That <laughs> these are the interesting characters. They didn't just th- they didn't just throw it at you like Jeff Johns comic book. Like they they introduced it when it was relevant to the story. Yeah. Right. Did Did you notice that King Shark was voiced by Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we could talk I, about that on the show actually before it happened. I didn't get it. I didn't second, know. his second best performance, his best, you know, his best performance <laughs> since Rocky. <laughs> oh that. my god, he's great. He's I mean, great. it's almost it's almost along the lines of not as bad, but almost along the lines of I am Groot. By Vin Diesel. Vin Di- but again, it's again James Gunn. He has that amazing ability to know who would do, who could do this character justice in not so many words. And he's, right? and he's, and he appeared, and he was in James Gunn in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So they have know, a working a, relationship. And, and he's good with comedy. Yes. Stallone's always been good with comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they, and then that's like, and then I think the best, one of the best scenes in the movie is when they're in the rebel camp and talk about showing badassery, like, and they slaughtered all the good guys. Yes, exactly. By accident. Yeah. But like, cause they're there to rescue flag. Cause they think flag is captured, but he's actually with the rebels helping them. And the, I think, but it's like, I want to say the peacemaker blood sport competition the rivalry. Yes. It, it, it it's reminiscent of the Legolas, who's the Gimli? dwarf Gimli, Gimli competition from the Lord of the Rings movies, and it was just like it, it was it, more childish. Well, mm. of course, it's more childish. It's great. I, I you, love you, the, you. You you called it. John Cena is perfect in that role. He was, and what's great about that is John's because again, wrestling guy here. John Cena's had this squeaky clean ultra american good guy baby face image for more than a decade and he throws it away in this movie and does it so well yeah. and shows so much range and humor i think the guy is going to wind up being a star off this movie i really do yeah I, if not a star because of you know the character he portrayed can we talk about him sitting there in his underwear and then stuff, <laughs> stuffing his his they, gigantic penis yes <laughs> Wait, wait, well, that's hold not, on. He's real. That's not real. That that's not. How do you know? And 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 because I think I would. I, I why did you, know, you go because, there? Because you you well because well, you're because, supposed to. I know, <laughs> like, right? They sit there. They like, make you look right at his dong. <laughs> you're you know, tiny whiteies. That's racist. And, and you know it's not. <laughs> Such a great line. You, you, you know it. You know it's not real because you hear about John Hamm, but you hadn't heard about John Cena. And then they have that scene where they're just the cameras, just like it's right there. They oh my god! Stuffed his pants. 
I mean, was that in his contract or something? Because I mean, oh, no, that, that's that, that is a James Gunn joke if I've ever seen one. Okay, yeah, giant dick joke. That, yeah, that's that, awesome. Well, they were having a dick measuring contest, so, they were. You know, <laughs> he had to make sure. I love that they're sleeping in the jungle and he decides to sleep in his tidy whities. It's such a great. <laughs> There's so many great little character beats that again they aren't they don't beat you over the head with who their characters are they just do things and it makes sense within the established character like Ratcatcher yeah. falling asleep yeah or something that comes back at the end of the movie when Peacemaker and Bloodsport meet in the, the bullets in the, the yes he's like I use smaller bullets they they I shoot you in the same holes you know mm-hmm. it doesn't touch the sides because I use smaller bullets it's like that's such a dumb. Uh, dumb insult. Yeah, dumb, dumb insult. I'm better than you, but it's like it's literally Chekhov's gun. Like it's literally <laughs> yeah, that it up. Yes. It's like Excellent. it's so per- it's so perfect. When it happens, I'm like, they literally did Chekhov's gun. You you want to you want to talk best line in the movie? So many good ones. When he goes, I can't remember the, exactly, but it's like you're showing off, or, or you're, you're 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 showboating or something like that. And he's like, and John Cena's like, yes, but when it looks awesome. Everyone loves it's, it because it's dope as fuck. Is because it's dope as fuck, and then yeah. and then and, and he then, goes out right. Yeah, and Jazawa turns around. And he's like, "Fuck, he's right." <laughs> so great. I this no. I had we did not see Birds of Prey for the. Did we see Birds of Prey for the show? Birds of I don't think we did. I did. We did. We did, did we? Birds of Prey. Maybe you weren't on that one. I don't think I was on that one because I've never mm-hmm. seen it. I so much preferred Margot Robbie's performance in this movie. I, I, I was going to say she was she was film. more she was more so off. Like more, more crazy. I more think sim- more sympathetic too. Right? I think yeah. I think it's weird because they did not make her the central. Like she's an important character in it, but she's not the central Blood, character. Bloodsport's totally the central figure of the movie. Where they kind of made her the central character of the first one, and it it's just like, and it can't. It comes off as like, okay, she's a popular character. You're using her to sell Suicide Squad, but it doesn't really work. And then. You know, and then yeah, of course, there's things that play off in this movie from uh, Birds of Prey, but you don't really need to see Birds of Prey to understand what's going on. And but yeah, like they did such a better job of making her crazy in this movie. Well, it's also because again, like like we've all been alluding to, the writing on this is so good that with fewer lines, you're you're getting much deeper and more sympathetic characters. So like there's a scene with her with the, I forget his name, the, 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 the dictator, right. Where they have their quick little romance scene uh-huh. and they kind of marry me. And then he, she, she shoots him. She's like, I made a promise that if my, if I ever had a boyfriend and he gave off any red flags, I'd shoot him. And, and killing was, kids, children was the red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag. And it's like, yes, the specter of the Joker hangs over this movie without really without really like you know overstaying its welcome my yeah. biggest one of my biggest issues with the first suicide squad film was them glorifying the relationship between joker and harley quinn because it's an abusive relationship he destroyed her like he destroys her he turns her into into a maniac and then like the story the better story of harley quinn is when she tries to overcome that like that's the interesting part of harley quinn and they missed that in the first movie because they want to do all the stupid shipping shit and then and i didn't see birds of prey so i think birds of prey does all like the heavy lifting with getting her into about into a different place but this movie you see the effects of it right and then that previous relationship with the joker really does a lot to establish her character right like she's blown away when they come to save her joker would never do that right 
And she's right. like taken aback by how these people have like a relationship with her, even though they really shouldn't. Have you There's so much good stuff? There's so much good character work. Have you watched the Harley Quinn cartoon? No, I haven't. Oh my god. Good. Talk about hyper violence. I don't I, I've only seen the first episode so far. You should watch it. It's it based out. on what you just said, you should watch. Do not should, have your son in the room. Oh no, no, he. I no, know no. better than that. And then Dave, I don't actually, even think, I Dave even think you should close your eyes on this. It's like, <laughs> no, I again, I really like the work with. I love the flower sequence because again, it's perfect. Like this is how she gets through life, being crazy and violent, and you know. Well, it's in it's it's, flowers. it's it, yeah, it's it's basically her little world, and 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 just. You know, God, again, the directing oh. on this, that the shot when she gets in the taxi and in the background, you still see her, yes, her yes. little reality going on. I was going to say, like, she, like, she, like a Disney princess with the birds uh-huh. and stuff like yeah. that. It's so perfect. Except, except at the end, the birds were starting to hide from her. Yeah. If you're watching, cool. if you're watching. I did it. notice that because that's James, that's James Gunn. Like, he's the perfect guy to do this. This is actually like, I would say it's like a Suicide Squad comic brought to life, but it's not. John Ostrander's Suicide Squad was never this, I don't want to use the term zany. But like Gonzo, right? Like this is a Gonzo movie, like by all, like by the true definition of like Gonzo journalism and Gonzo, you know what I'm saying? Like it's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Ostrander's books always kind of kept an edge of reality with like all this bizarre shit. This does that too, but it lets you in the fact that this DC world is fucking nuts. Like it's nuts. And like, it's, I, I so love that. I love Peter Capaldi as the thinker. Oh God! Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's oh, hard for he, me to see he, past him as the doctor. He, but I know. he, he is now. But he, he, but he did a good job. Yeah. Now I will say that I thought it was a weird take on the thinker. It is. It's, it was a very weird take on the thinker. It's such a James Gunn take on the it's thinker. Very, this is very much a James Gunn movie. I keep saying that. Like, but but it worked. <laughs> now I got I got. I'll tell you one thing I did not like. I wish they didn't give us Starro in the trailer. Yeah, that would have been again. I, it's, it's like they like Spider Man in in a Civil in Captain, War. It's like it, it's just that one thing that would have like really hyped know, up word of mouth I, on this. And I don't know if it would have. I don't know if Star Wars popular enough to do that because I'm watching this movie going. I'm fucking watching a movie with Star. I'm, I'm swearing a lot tonight. I'm watching a movie with Star the Conqueror. I and it's terrifying. Yeah, they made Star absolutely horrifying. Now I, I can't remember, but. Isn't it normally where the stars get on you? They can they take them off, off, but but yeah. right. But now, like on this once, one, yeah. Once it's on, you're dead. That's it. You're already Which dead. Is, it's such a, it's so much scarier because again, wow. the design of Starro, it's like because again, Starro is the very first Justice League villain, right? So that's like you're bridging the gap between the lunacy of of the the that, that dark era, like that not quite the Silver Age, right? That and it's not quite the Golden Age. It's that in between age when Batman of Zeron R and like I must marry Superman and all these like ludicrous DC things, and Starro is a is a holdover from that. And in this movie, they made him like so effing kaiju. Like yeah. they did, they made him a they made him a mind control kaiju. Who and I think I think this movie eclipsed Robocop in the amount of deaths. Oh. Oh yeah. my God! Yes, you're all I could think when when you see them, all the stars, all the drones going out. It's like, holy crap! There are thousands of people that are instantly dead. So mm-hmm. there's no saving them at all. No, no. It's terrifying. No. They made Starro absolutely terrifying. And yet, 
they, a couple, they also threw a couple opportunities to try to make you feel sympathy for him at the yeah, same time. Because, and yet, yeah. but that's it. They mm-hmm. did feel sympathy at the end. Well, no, the even last the whole thing time. Said. Yeah, the whole time, too, because you know, like, Starro is a scary dude. Dude, but I mean, like, we made him way worse. And it's such well, a suicide well, squad Because the thinker was just spent, what, 30 years? 30 years experimenting him. him. Torturing him. For, for the American government. Like, it's, of course, that's how we'd handle that. Yep. Of course, that's what we would do. It's different, therefore evil, and it must be destroyed or dissected. Or used by us. Let's see what we can yeah. Like, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it was, and that's my problem the original Suicide Squad is it wasn't like, you didn't get in, like, again, they were too, like, heroic. And again, these guys, too, they do, they have their moments. And, like, there's varying degrees of, like, it's the, the Suicide Squad is there's a balance, right? Like, sometimes you're evil, sometimes you're good. A lot of peer characters are somewhere in the middle. Like, Ratcatcher is not a villain. By any stretch of the imagination. Like she's right. the heart, she's like the conscience of the team. Peacekeeper yeah. is a complete villain, right? Yeah. And Bloodsport really starts on the one side and goes to the other. Yeah. And King oh, King she, Shark's just an agent of chaos. She she did Waller did say she was gonna turn him into a leader. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. says it too. Yeah. It's like I said, the character journeys, it just works, man. Like this movie works. It's so hyper violent. It's so so violent. So violent. Like King, King Shark num nums. <laughs> No, 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 no. I look no, my, my no. favorite so, line. Hand. So can we talk about <laughs> <a> bird? <laughs> can we talk about real quick Rick Flag's shirt? What was that? I thought it was Bugs Bunny for the longest time, and it wasn't. What what is that? It's well, first off, you know, people made comment like, oh, he's finally wearing a yellow shirt because he wears a yellow shirt in the he comic. Wear a yellow shirt in the comic. It's a rabbit, but the sign he's is it a rabbit or is it a mouse? Tricks are for kids. Um, I thought it was a rabbit with those ears, but I could. It might be. It is a rabbit, but <clears throat> it does. It's it's the sun. The, it's in German on the shirt, but it's it says obstacles are opportunities. That's a very Rick Flag line. Hmm. Also, a lot of people feel that that was James Gunn's f you to Disney. Oh right, because he the got... whole movie is James Gunn's f you to Disney. <laughs> quite frankly, <laughs> but yes, he he was fired and then got this job, and then if we're to look into this like from through our tourism, where every bit of every movie is really just an examination of kind of what the creator, the auteur, is going through. Mm-hmm. This movie is absolutely James Gunn working out being fired by Disney. Right, this whole thing, yeah, like like the whole movie. And I thought about this while we were watching while I was watching it. This whole movie is him dissecting and destroying the superhero genre, right? Uh-huh. Making fun of it while while clearly loving it. And make, I mean, like, isn't, can't you see Amanda Waller being the mouse the whole time you're watching this movie? Oh my God. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Like, I absolutely think this is, and again, I think a lot of it's maybe some of it is subconscious. Maybe it's a lot of it is just a big F you to Disney. But I mean, I think a lot of this is him working through these emotions of being, you know, canceled and then, brought in i mean it's very much there's a lot there's a lot there really of how and i wouldn't want to i mean i I don't think you're ever going to hear him talking like this but he's very much like on the suicide squad right like i've been imprisoned and now i have to go work for warner like and i have no other options right now right these guys are taking so i mean he's very much is james gunn at this point in his career very much is the suicide squad he very much is rick flag right yeah wow i didn't even think of it that way but that's so true and if you think about it, so the Suicide Squad, how much is it pulled in? Like seven hundred. Well, it's you're, it's you're gonna it's getting bad box office because it came out the week that the Delta variant went batshit. 
Well, so that, that a lot of people are HBO Max. So. Yeah, and people are staying home. I watched it on HBO Max, where again, I didn't have to yeah. pay anything extra to watch it, which is silly, right? Because I would have. So it's gonna be like, oh, it's because he desecrated the memory of Zack Snyder, which he absolutely takes the piss out of the Zack Snyder verse. I think I the hyper violence is a commentary on how violent the Zack Snyder superhero movies are. Yeah. So it's like, oh, let's do let's do crazy violence. But again, that first sequence where the guy's head gets on the brain is oh god, or the, but there his face gets. Well, this is a movie where you expect the violence. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to you know yeah. Superman destroying a city and killing everyone. Do you expect that much? Fun? Still, less people died in this movie than in Man of Steel. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> It's possible, and 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 they got more sympathy in this movie than they did. In the, Dude, in they the, made they created like there's so much more sympathy for Bloodsport than there is on Superman. Well, I'm talking about like just the pe- just the people that died. This just the general oh, yeah. populace. You like, felt you feel for them. You, you felt don't for feel them. For, Absolutely. You didn't. You didn't. Times. You didn't need the Joss Whedon cut back to the Russian family, which yes. he tends to do. Like uh. you felt like just by looking at them when the monsters are coming, and you felt for. The innocent people you felt for those god awful bodies. It was like a Cronenberg movie at points, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. So so far, seventy one million dollars worldwide box office. I don't know if that in a pandemic includes, that's pretty good, man. I don't. I don't know if that includes China either, right? But I don't know how this is going. But yeah, I do think. I honestly think. Yeah, I know. I don't think they can. <laughs> but it's also again. It also goes back to. It was released on HBO Max, and if you don't have to go out, people are just gonna watch it on home. You know, like, that's what I, that's what I did. You know, yeah. I mean, people are trying to argue like, "Well, why isn't it doing well?" And it's like because if I have HBO Max and I can have five people in my house watch it together, why the hell would I go out to the theater right now? Well, yeah? also because, like JD said, we're you know we're having the the, the Delta variant, and you and know, I, like I went to a movie theater a couple of weeks ago. I won't go back out to a movie theater now, not I, with the, the numbers rising. I like feel that. you. And like, I went to Fargo and I coached with thousands of people a couple of weeks ago. I came home and I got tested negative. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I brought home, I did bring home a cold and my wife got a cold and she's been like blocked on her ass. I was fine. My wife's out. And it kind of was a nice little wake up call for me to be like, you know what? My kid isn't vaccinated. The chances of breakthrough case are super low, but maybe I need to be a little more careful just in case. And I think there's half the country, I think, does think a little bit more like John and I are talking about. I'm like, eh, maybe it's time to pull back a little bit. Yeah. Whereas the other half's like, hey, I don't, you know, we're fine. We're supposed to, we're good. Just Which is going to hurt the box office by, right. by like half, right? But yeah. that's the whole thing, by half. Right. I think, I, and I don't think, and I don't, and that's the problem. 74 million is not half of what this movie should have made. So, oh no, it should have been in what the should have been in the hundred millions. Yeah, it should have been. It's R rated, so it's never do as well, right? Right, but I forget the numbers. But I think it would have been hundred plus, it would have been 130, 140 million plus, right? Exactly, absolutely. I think if it didn't come out on HBO Max, it would have been that, absolutely. Yeah, but but they put it. But they put it on HBO Max, and that's supposed to drive more subscriptions. So I wonder what the subscription. But they don't ever release that we'll information. We'll never know. Right. We'll never know that information. But, I don't think but, they're ever going to know that information. How can and, you prove and the it? thing is, yeah, but I think is too like, and we've talked about this. Problem with, with that is you're not going to make the kind of money off of that that you're going to make off of box not, office, which not is why in, people not are in pissed. one hit. But but no, we, it's let, a different. Let, it's a different way to make money. Right. right? It's, right. it's it's a guaranteed revenue compared to a single hit on it's, a movie. It's not a guaranteed yeah. revenue because people jump on and off these services all the time. They but do. The thing is, but but the they thing know is, who's they know who's watching. John, you know, they know what you're watching. 
Yep. So they can make an educated guess if these people sign up and they're watching this, this is what drove this, but they're not going to tell us it. Cause I don't think John, am I wrong on this? Do they have the formulas yet that figure these things out where you can figure out what a specific um, property or, or um, property, I guess is the best way I can use. Like what a specific property or movie is doing can, is actually bringing in. What they can they figure that? Can out? they figure that out? Like can they can they? Is oh, there hell yes. Else? Okay, that's what I. I mean, like oh, we don't talk. Yes. Like, you wouldn't like, believe the things that metrics can. can well, no, tell I, and you I from, get that because like you go back to Nielsen ratings and stuff like that. So if they can figure out that kind of crap. There's no way that they're not doing it. But we're just never going to know because like we get these nice little figures that come out once a week with you know it's like TV ratings. You know, we get these right. figures. Okay, this and it's immediate, right? We can go immediately. Okay, this worked for this with these streaming services. I, I think it just takes more time. Let, let me let me put it to you this way. A yeah, little, lay it on a me. Little, a little segue. I used to, we work for Point Roll, Dave, right? Yeah. But there, there, there's a, there's a story, you know, that went along with that. You, you, so Dave knows this too, because Dave, Dave did the database work for this, but you could figure out anything from, from advertising, from, from all the cookies and stuff and everything that they're tracking about you. But there's this really famous story of a person who was, you know, got a, an advertisement from Target for diapers and, didn't know why he was getting that and only to realize that marketing had figured out through all the metrics from what they were buying that his daughter had gotten pregnant before she knew it yep well before or at least before she had told her dad that's how that's how that's how much information they have because it's it's one of those things where she was like she went on and bought a pregnancy test and then bought like prenatal vitamins so then they sent her they sent his but she was using her dad's account so then they sent him a thing for diapers and it's like why am i getting this yeah yes so so but but the point is is like how much is an hbo max subscription eight bucks a month something like that Uh, i I know i was just doing my bills but seven yeah okay forget seven or eight so like i'm saying if cheaper than a lot of the rest but i'm saying if somebody jumps on uh, gets a monthly subscription to watch this movie and then jumps off of HBO Max. They figure like I'm spending seven bucks, I watch it and then I cancel it, which a lot of people do that. But you have in a household of five people watching it, they're only making five bucks off of that. So it's that's but why I'm not, saying it's not a sustainable what, it's what not you, a sustainable right, line of I, business in that sense, the way that movies are now. But you're not taking into account the fact that HBO Max has so much more content than most of the rest of these streaming services. It's one of the big a lot of content, you know, between HBO Max and Disney. But I I think those are the two biggest. I think Netflix is bigger. What's that? I'm not sure. Isn't Netflix bigger? Oh, well, yeah, Netflix. Right. Yeah. I mean, I actually consider them. Actually, they've talked about that. uh, Netflix and Hulu were the big daddies, but they're starting to lose market share in the last two years. Hulu's definitely lost market share. I'm not sure. I think Netflix has too. Netflix has lost, I think, 20% or something in two years. But I mean, what have they? I mean, yeah. What have they really done? Like, think about yeah. Hulu has lost market share to Funimation because some of the stuff that you could only find on Hulu, some of the animation is only on Funimation now. Because and and the problem is that with Hulu, you still get advertisements we, we, and Funimation. If, you don't. if I'm Hulu, if I'm Hulu, I stick my stakes in the ground. and I'm like, we're gonna wait this out because these are we're gonna. They're starting to things are already starting to contract. Yeah, but the, right. but it, sorry, Dave, go ahead. Well, I mean, because we've talked about this in the show before, yeah. too. It's like the idea used to be you get Netflix and Hulu and you didn't need anything else. You could get rid of cable and pay only a little bit per month. Now there's all these streaming services and it's like they're breaking things up. And it's like people 
it's right. just as much as cable if I get all of them. So like there's and there's whole Reddit groups that talk about this stuff where it's just like people jump on to watch one thing and then they jump off and then they jump on a different service to watch one thing and they jump off. It's part of why and it's the dirty little secret that I think people aren't talking about. It's why Disney is doing weekly and why yeah. Amazon Plus is doing weekly. It's yes to keep people on the long. Because yeah. you, 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 since it's you know Netflix was able to do binge because they were the only guy in town, and now that there's so many, now they have to. Yeah, you're right. They have to. They this is a way to keep people there. But again, I'm 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 telling you, like HBO Max has enough content to keep people on. That's what they're betting. That's what they're betting yeah, with but- on this. On this, you know, come see Suicide Squad for not an extra thirty bucks with mm-hmm. with only a subscription, and and they it's have enough to keep people there. It's a gamble, no right. doubt. I'm not sure where their market share is in comparison to Disney Plus, but they don't need to. Like we have this idea sometimes when we compare companies that X and Y have to equal each other, and that that competition works that way, and it really doesn't, right? Like if things are profitable and the company's in the black, like it's really not like. We have to catch Disney. I mean, you really don't have to. Right. They you know, just have long, to show well, year over year. No profit, one can catch the mouse. Well, that's the thing. It's like, so don't try. Like, I think people, I think people get this like 80s mentality of, you know, crushed competition. And like, it's really necessary. You know? Yeah, we, we really went off the rails. Anyway. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Great. great. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm watching it again, though. I might watch it again. But <sighs> you're right. It's like, it's, it's a good popcorn movie, but it's not like. Like how to train your dragon. It, like there, there's not enough heart there. There's a lot just of a there's a, there. It is fun. There is heart. The hyper violent. Like, it's it, it's very hyper violent. Okay. It's long, and I just like I don't know if it's. I think I need time. It's so like sensory overload. Mm, Do you want yeah. to talk about heart? Yeah. Rick Flag got stabbed in his. Taiko yes. Watiti yes. steals yes. this movie as Ratcatcher, as Ratcatcher yes, and he, he is the heart of the movie. <laughs> His yeah. daughter, yeah, him and his daughter. The rat catchers are definitely the heart, and I, I hate rats. Okay, I'm blood sport. So I know that's that's like I sympathize. Like that sequence when he had to like bow and let the rats run over him. I was just like, and I was she put in her tears. she put her arm over him. To, Great to pr- stuff, man. I mean, you know, yeah, it's like yes. there is nothing that that can take the place of a good director. Nothing, you know, a little moments like that. Director. Little moments like that, little character moments, and you're working with your actors, and there's give and take, and you're trying to create like a real cinematic experience, even in something as silly as the Suicide Squad with a giant man-eating shark who is yeah. apparently immortal. Yeah. Yes. And and, and Danielle Melkor, who played Rackett, she's she, great. She's only she's only been on telenovelas. Like what a find. Yeah, I know, right? What a find. I mean, my God, you, the, just her acting alone, you're like, you you, you want to see more? Like, she holds the team together. I mean. I yeah, know. I'm super, super impressed with the work that she did in this movie. Like, mm. and she holds her own, too. With the Idris Elba's a very good actor. And people know how good an actor Idris Elba is. And she is, like, right there with him, man. Like, yeah. it's good. It's and really I didn't good. mean to take away from the immortal shark man thing, because... And and what the hell was it with those weird fish, those those piranha fish things? Oh, I mean, like, where are they come? Ah! I don't know. I assume they're associated with Starro somehow, but I like yeah. it. no idea. It was like a great little Disney gag, right? These cute fish. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was great. It was awesome. Um, and and I that all probably goes back to a nephew to Disney. I mean, as, yeah, soon, as soon as they started collecting around him, I knew like, oh oh shit, no, these are bad. Oh, and then what was with the what was with the the slow fall of Bloodsport? 
the floor would hit the next oh, yeah. floor and like I don't yeah. Know, yeah i just i don't know it's a superhero i mean like that could have been like a little taking the piss out of superhero movies kind of thing you know at that point i'm like well i'm like that didn't bother me uh <laughs> what about when she goes to stab when she takes the javelin and goes to stab star in the eye and you go it, she went through it like water i did not see that coming yeah. i almost thought they were going to kill harley quinn so did I. That I thought yeah. she was going to drown and it was just like nah they're such, not going to kill her how, how special yeah, they did such, Oh, okay. no, no, I was saying they did such a good job of creating doubt because yes. so many people die yeah. that you did. You consider it is Harley going to make it out of this, which, of course, when you think about it, of course, she's going to make it out of it. But they made you wonder. Yeah. Which, I didn't which, know Bloodsport was going to make it out for sure. Which, which brings us to a point. Uh, Squirrel Girl could have taken Thanos because, you know, Squirrel Girl basically did take Thanos like uh, Ratcatcher 2 and Squirrel Girl. Yes, kinda, exactly. Right. Kinda the same. Yeah. That's like exactly the rats, what I'm saying. The rats ate through his into his brain. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like the end of Willard. I just, I just, <laughs> <laughs> but are there as many squirrels out there as there are rats? Uh, Man. Yeah. It's their world and all the rats. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and we just live in it. This is true. I mean, you know, what do they say? There's like uh, a thousand rats for every human on the planet. <laughs> It's like, you know, like she's, she literally has an unlimited supply of, 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 of just teeth, you know, poor JD. Oh, uh, oh and then this, and just, just think of the cute rat. Just think of the cute rat. It's like the scene God, at the end where, where Bloodsport pets him. Oh my God. That was like, for me too. I was like, oh my God, I felt so much sympathy. You know, I'm good at looking at a rat's face. It's the tail, man. Those tails freak me out. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, I, I, I really liked this movie. And then I think, I think it's a chat. I think it's very challenging though. The two, I mean, I guess the two other big things that we need to talk about, I've, we only uh, start as uh, polka dot man and his mother. We talked about that. We didn't mention, we didn't really talk about his mother. We mentioned, oh. I mentioned like, should we talk about his mother? Cause oh, yeah. those scenes were just and, and brilliant. I don't know who the actress was who played the mother, but she's great. That was, yeah. Oh, especially when he sees the whole squad as his mother, like, uh, and someone pointed this out online. Even the rat is. Oh, her. I didn't miss the rat. I <laughs> yeah. liked when Starro was the mother. Yes, yes. That uh, was quite great. What else did you. That guy was in Dark Knight and Ant Man, Polka Dot Man. Oh, oh who, yeah. Who would, who would win? Polka Dot Man dancing or what's his name from Falcon and Winter Soldier? Uh, Hell, uh, Zemo? Yeah, Zemo, Zemo dancing. Polka Dot Man. <clears throat> the Polka Dot Man was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, and it was just like you felt. I I, do, I, I don't know. I, I kind of felt the most sorry for him because it was just sure. like he didn't want this power. It was mm -hmm. thrown at him. It was obviously killing him in a way. And you know, at the end when he finally is like, "Oh, I did something good. I'm a superhero," and he gets crushed. <laughs> Such a tragic. I mean, like, but that's that's the good. That's that's what makes this property really work, right? It's not just all villains together. Like you have to have some type of a, a connection with them. Right. Yeah. You can't have 10 Captain Boomerang. I do kind of wish Captain Boomerang had stuck around, but Peacekeeper played that role perfectly. It was Lynn Ash, by the way, who played Book It Up Man's mother. He's she's she did a great job. I don't know where they found her. She's she's she, Carol in Doom in Doom Patrol. Oh, she's okay, no, she's in she's in Doom. Patrol. She was in Doom Patrol <clears throat> and the Outsider and a few other things. So for her for getting work. Oh yeah. And uh, good job on that. Well, yeah, and then speaking of 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 Peacekeeper set up the show well oh yeah we'll, we'll get to that like the whole and i don't know do you call it a portrayal or just like no it's right was, it's that's him 
Yeah, he he's, was given a mission and he's being true to his mission. And that's yeah. why and that's why he's on because he's like, why he's got the same powers as me because he's the same guy. They're the same. That's what's great. They're the same guy, right? Uh-huh. But, <clears throat> but Bloodsport has the daughter. Like Bloodsport does have a tether to humanity. Peacekeeper doesn't. Yeah. Right. So but Peacekeeper can't be a leader. No, because he would he's eat all the dicks for peace. He would eat every dick if I was on that beach. <laughs> He'd kill every man, woman, and child for liberty. You know, like, but that's the thing is like, he can't be, he isn't a leader. He wouldn't inspire those guys to fight the way Bloodsport would. That's why you have two people with redundant powers who are clearly going to clash with each other. But I think right. it's a lot of things a lot of writers wouldn't do. A lot of writers wouldn't put two people with the same powers together because you'd be like, that's redundant. But I think gun challenge, a lot of this stuff is challenging ideas, right? You do put two characters together because they're redundant and you use that redundancy to tell a story. And it did right. a really good job of it. Mm. Yeah. And then of course he got killed by the smaller bullet. Well, not they made killed. it they made it look like he Air died course. from the smaller bullet. And of mm-hmm. course, the after credit scene revealed he's still alive to set up the Peacekeeper TV series, miniseries. Which I'm very looking forward to, very much looking forward to. With a Waller's shitty staff. Oh god. Yeah, but well, yeah, but they saved the dead. They saved the world. You know, but because how they're not dead already is like because I think Waller kind of, I think that's kind of her revenge plan. Cause she's like, that's going to be, I think the, the, the plot of the show is Waller trying to get back at the people who turned on her. Cause she wouldn't turn. I joke about this with my wife all the time. Is you're not the person that would go crazy and kill someone. You would kill me in my sleep slowly. <laughs> right. And I think that's Waller. Waller is going to get back at all of them. Very Well, exactly. Because, because like they stopped Starro. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the Suicide Squad had failed, then she could have just killed her staff. But since they they more more of a problem now, right? Right, more of a I problem think, now because they were successful. I guess I think she also realizes she underestimated the Starro problem. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think Star, I wanted just to Star Starro saying, "I the city is mine." Would Starro stop at the city? No, I think, he wouldn't. Have. I don't think so either. But I think Waller hmm. may might have thought he would have. Right, because well, that's yeah. what she said. It's not our problem anymore. They're right. Not, they're a dictatorship now, which is weird that Waller would get to that point because she's usually not that non-proactive. You know, well, she, like Waller's she, pretty proactive. Well, she said that she, they, she was sending them there to save the world. Yep, she did. But but she then she underestimated Starro. It's kind of weird. She did underestimate. She completely underestimated Starro, which is weird that I said that sentence. <laughs> 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 Uh, what a weird he, what a weird movie man i know but it's so good can i can i can i mention one more weird casting thing yeah james gunn seems to cast michaela hoover she's a she's an she's a model she she he's cast her in in all of it all of his shows apparently huh. like she was in guardians of the galaxy in the background and she was in this she was the the secretary for the dictator oh, okay Oh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Because any there's no she way she stood any, out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, she stood out in the in the in Guardians uh, of the Galaxy and, too. And, and and you know, I mean, if, if you're a man and you have one of those things that uh Peace Speaker had in his his underwear, yeah, you noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying that I, you know, like oh, I happen to know how about and, how about the unexpected cameo from Guardians of the Galaxy? Which what am I what, what are you about? Well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I can't think of her name. Plays Mantis. Oh, 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 oh. She was in it? Um, she's yeah. in the she's one of the dancers in the club. Yeah, oh, she was that. the lead dancer. She, she was, was the lead, lead dancer, dancer in the red outfit. Yeah. I, I missed that that was her. Yep. He like he and like his brother, Sean Ryan, was Weasel and Calendar Man. Yes. 
Well, right? He, or Sean Gunn, excuse me. Sean Gunn. Like, so he always tends to work with, like, he has people that he works with that he likes. So, you know, that's cool. That's how you know, that's how you know a director is good when people want to work for him. Pom, yes. Pom Clemen, uh, Clemente, yeah. right. She oh, was, yeah. Uncredited. Yes. She was uncredited, but she was in there. We also talked about how uh, Peacekeeper was still alive. So was Weasel. <laughs> Weasel was still alive. Oh my God! Like, is he? Oh, in, oh, is oh, he immortal oh, too? I don't know. He's dead for like three days, and he coughed up some water and just ran into the wood, into the jungles where he could just kind of hang out. Yeah. Can you can you talk about some of the one of the most horrible villains there is? It's like, oh, he's harmless. Well, he's not harmless. He killed, killed twenty seven children. children. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh God, oh, like they're dropping into the water. And Weasel. <laughs> Did anyone check if Weasel could swim? And they all look at Waller, and she's like, shit. <laughs> Which that's that's when you know something's going on. It's like, a great shit hits the fan moment in a, mo- in a yeah. movie. Yeah, this guy, man, this really worked for me. It really did. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, is there is there anything you would change or that you didn't like? I wish we them? didn't have Star. I wish we didn't know Star was in the movie. That is the yeah. one thing. I wish Bloodsport was Deadshot. Yeah, it works because like all the characters are super obscure aside from Harley. But I wish that Idris Elba was playing Deadshot instead of Blood or was playing Deadshot, yeah, instead of Bloodsport. Mm. That's my one critique, and that's there's nothing you can do about that because they had to bring in because David Ayer made his movie and it sucked. But yeah, that's it. That's my and by only. making it a continuation instead of a, a, a soft which, reboot, which yeah. was the way to go, I think. Yeah, right. I like. To. I, I think it was the way to go not to ignore because I had like, why would you want to address this? But it was great. The way they the way they dealt with Boomerang is the perfect way to say this is done. But Joel Kinnaman was way better in this movie than he was in the first movie. Again, he's got better material. But I mean, he's much more sympathetic and relatable as Flag this time around. So that's right. my only, I wish I wish it was dead. I wish it was either Deadshot or Bronze Tiger because those are more characters closely related to the source material. But that's it. That's it. That's well, it. yeah. And I saw a video where they're talking about like Bronze Tiger has been in the Suicide Squad so many times. Like, why the heck wasn't he Bronze Tiger? But yeah, I thought when they cast him, I assumed he was going to be Bronze Tiger, and they he's Bloodsport. And I went, "What the hell's Bloodsport?" Like again, which is what you're supposed to do with these characters. But it's fine. It worked. How about you, John? Anything mm-hmm. that didn't work for you in the movie? The only, uh, same thing as, as JD. I wish I hadn't known Starro was the big bad. I mean, it would have been fine if, you know, in the beginning of the movie, they say it was Project Starfish or whatever. And then you're like, oh, no, they couldn't have. And then it would have been, you know, really great as lead up. But otherwise, no, nothing. Like, I can't. They, like I said, I, I turned on the TV. I started this movie. And I didn't. I didn't have any, like I'm ADD. Like normally I'll like check my watch, check my, my phone, look at look if I got any emails, blah, blah, nothing. I just watched this all the way through. Never had a boring moment, period. It's so, not boring. Yeah. No, I know. And I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. It wasn't just holding my attention. It was, it was fun to watch. So it, I, got, yeah. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change anything. Except and and my the saddest the sad thing is that I don't think Warner is going to learn their lesson. No, like they no no like James Gunn, you know, just happened to be able to give them this gem, and now he's going to go back to to Disney, and Warner's going to sit there and probably have a you know oh this did good let's that's, make a Suicide Three, and they'll they'll screw it up somehow. That's that's my my main concern is they 
brought James Gunn in. They let James Gunn be James Gunn in this movie. Yeah, like and he you, ruined it for everybody else. You can tell there there's no there's no Warner. To be fair, I think that they've been better about that than Marvel typically is. Like I think they let Zack Snyder be Zack Snyder. Like they let David Ayer be David Ayer. You think? Yeah. No, no. Like- See, David Ayer complains that there's two cuts of the movie because he had some, he had a completely different movie and but is Warner it stepped better? in. Is it? I mean, I didn't say did it was better, but why did Warner step in? Like, if they watched the movie and were like, "Oh my god," and we have to save this, right? Hmm. So I can get that. Like, I think maybe like they let Patty Jenkins and they they let them make their movies again. Zack Snyder was the guiding force of everything back then, but you know, with Marvel, you're kind of it's like comics. Like with Marvel, you're just kind of doing their thing, you know? Right. But I'm just saying, like, are they going to learn the right? lesson from and probably not and are they going they going to have james gunn come back or someone of his caliber with these kinds of movies you know i think it's going to come down to how imagine the russo brothers doing i don't want them to get the russo brothers because they they did that with joss whedon with with justice league they went with like this is what worked before again the similar idea here but they let james gunn make a very different movie than guardians of the galaxy like i would like to see them bring like hell get Ari Aster let him do something like you or, know or or do what Disney does and get some, or, or what Kevin Feige does and find a good director somewhere else they and have they him. don't yes but they don't have that guy that I know that guy right guiding That's the come. ship that that Feige they tried it with Jeff Johns but you know I hope yeah. that I hope that they take the right things I think a lot of it's going to come down to, to how the Batman movie comes out because they're yeah. letting Matt Reeves make that movie yeah Right, That's like true. like Warner in 1997 would not let the Riddler be a serial killer. No, so he's going to do what he wants with that story. Let's see how it works out. Yeah, I think that's the litmus test. The litmus test more so than this one. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It is. All right, all right. Let's. I know JD hates this part, but let's go around our final thoughts and let's uh, let's give it a score, one out of uh, ten staros. And uh, John, you can go first. Yeah, I'll give it to. I don't know what I'm reserving 10 for, like, but I'll give it nine and a half, like, because it's just that good. Like, I, th- I think, I think the thing is, if it were this good and I'd want to see it over and over again, like, like How to Train Your Dragon for me, that's something I give a 10 because I have watched that several times and I will probably watch it again because it's just that good. And every once in a while, you need that fix. This, I don't know if I'll need that fix again, you know, not, not like, not like I, I like, how to train but but it's it's definitely you got to go see this so nine and a half i'm giving it cool hi marks jd eight and a half i feel very similar to john i love this movie but like i said before i don't know if i'm gonna watch it again like winter soldier i saw that at the theater four times i saw avengers at the theater three times like if i like a movie a lot i'll go back to the theater multiple times to see it i don't know if i'm gonna watch this one again maybe when andy gets older and i feel like showing him this i think like the hyper violence and the sensory overload of yeah. it make for a hard rewatch. and for me if i'm going to give something a nine or a ten it's going to be something like ant-man where i can watch it a lot but i can respect that this is a better movie than that right like i know it's a better movie but i don't know if it's something that like i would like this is like this is not like a, a fun romp at the cinema like a lot of the marvel movies is this is a challenge this movie is a challenge yeah right it's a worthy challenge so I'm going to go eight and a half. I love it, but I'll, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know when I'll watch it again. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to echo. Uh, you're making me think of 
when The Dark Knight came out. And I saw that at the theater five times. I love that movie. Yeah. But my son was much younger when that movie came out. And the I thought and at the time I'm like, oh my God, they overdid Two Face. It's too grotesque. He won't be able to handle that. And like, so even though I love the movie, it was like it took something away. Like I can't show this it. to my son yet. Yeah. Right. So so I get that. The hyperviolence takes something away from this movie's rewatchability and and being able to share it with everyone. I think being a parent kind of tweaks that a little bit too, is it makes you a little bit more, especially when you have littler kids, it makes you more attuned to that stuff. If, if I was, you know, 30 and this came out, I think maybe I think this is like the greatest thing ever. I don't know. See, yeah. I, I'm a single guy though. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and I normally don't like hyperviolence, but I think the movie has been, was and the writing and the directing is so good that it, I just, agree with you. it fits where it, where oh, it yeah. happens. It totally fits, but I don't feel like I, I like Dave saying, I don't feel like I can share it. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so I'll land right in the middle with you two. I'll give it nine buttholes. I mean, the staros. I was going to uh, make that same joke and you beat me. Congrats. <laughs> I would, I would like to see all the dicks on the beach be eaten. So <laughs> I am waiting for, the, I can't wait for that peacekeeper uh, series. How often do people are saying to John Cena for the rest of his career? Oh, like oh some of the dicks or all of them? All the dicks. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, and I would ask him, what was the last time? Who knows why man man do what they do? All right. How, how many of them, how many dicks was he, you know, hiding in his shorts? Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Well, that is our discussion on The Suicide Squad. I think we're all saying the same thing. Go see it if you haven't seen it yet. I mean, fire up your HBO Max. You don't even have to leave your house. Yeah. And uh, or subscribe. I mean, if you're not, if you don't have HBO Max, this is worth 10 bucks to subscribe for a month subscribe for a month 10 bucks watch the harley quinn show as well because i've seen like i saw finally saw the first episode and it's really good that one's more rough for me that that like like again i don't know direction and and writing but that the the violence in that one and the writing in that one is more rough for me i can't handle that as much as i could handle the movie suicide squad yeah i know It, it Harley Quinn killed a whole like castle of people in in this movie, and you're okay with that, but you can't handle her. I, I don't. I don't know. Something. It's something about the humor, the way the writing is, the humor in that in that series that, like, because you knew me, I like I'll watch all the animation. This is that's one that I couldn't. I watched like two episodes, and I just mm, kind of turned me off. But you know, but it explores that whole a thing that so yeah. JD was talking about, you know. Yeah, I know. With the Joker I, and, and her and breaking up. Yeah. All right. So let's let's wrap it up with some recommendations for our audience. Let's see. JD, you got anything this week? I was unprepared for this. I uh, know. That's why I went. That's, I could see it in your face. You caught me. <laughs> you caught me sleeping. Hmm. Okay, Rat Catcher 2. I'd like to be sleeping. Yeah. Let's go. I'm going to recommend. You guys ever watched Longmire, the old show that was on A&E and Netflix? I'm reading the first book right now and I'm going to, I want to try my hand at writing mysteries. So that's what I'm reading right now and I'm, I'm enjoying it. So pick that up, pick up the Longmire series or watch the television show on Netflix. Cool. Cool. John. I'm going to do another anime because apparently that's all I watch or whatever these days. That's so says YouTube. Yeah. So there's a new anime. It's, it's computer generated. Wait, don't leave. I, I know that there's a lot of bad ones out there. This one's pretty good. It's called Nighthead 2041. 
and the premise is really interesting. It's it's the future, and it's become a totalitarian government, and they've outlawed all fiction and all worship and everything. Everything has to be based on science, and psychics Fahrenheit. start popping up. Oh, so this almost sounds like Fahrenheit 451. So yeah, it, it it is kind of it's, but it's really it's interesting. So you're you're following this group of guys that are supposed to enforce the rules for you know you're, you're not you're not allowed to have books no fiction no nothing and and then psychics stop pop, popping up including in one of them in their group huh. and and what starts happening with that so you know it, it promises to be really interesting and so far the storyline's been pretty cool cool all right well i will recommend that you go to superherospeak.com where you can find the podcast every week Reviews, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And oh my God. Oh, well, definitely if you haven't watched The Long Halloween Part One and Two. Yep. Because we'll be talking about that next week on the podcast. But you got me thinking, JD, about The Longmire. Did you ever see Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins? I've heard of it, but no, I've never seen it. Never seen God, it. one of the best movies ever. Really? That one in Monty Python, like there, there are quotes in in that one too, like the oscillation over thruster. If you've ever heard of that, I just go see it. Never mind. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. So, so the last time you guys recommended a movie from the '80s to me, you made me sit through a piece of crap. So, well, I was going to say I don't, I don't know if I'd recommend the movie because the movie is based on a series of books called The Destroyer, and it's funny because no, wait, whoa, 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 no, it is. That's what I'm reading. I'm looking. At, yes. Wait, the destroy, the destroyer. You're talking. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead. And it's one of those things. It's funny. This is something that my father taught me when I was younger, how like movies that are based on books don't usually always, aren't always true to the original source material. Anyone who's ever read the James Bond novels knows that the character is much different in the books than ever was portrayed in the movies. And, (sighs) but the destroyer is another one where it's just like, yeah, it's the, the character is much different. (laughs) I, I just confused a whole bunch of people out there because I said oscillation overthrust. So that comes from Buckaroo Banzai. And that's uh-huh. not, that's a, a, this Remo Williams, Remo Williams is enough. Yeah. I, you know. Did you ever watch Buckaroo Banzai in the fifth dimension? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But Remo Williams is, I thought it was good. I like that not, movie. It's not bad, but it's, it, there's a, it's got a lot of hookies, 80 tropes in it. And well, I, I, have you read the books? I read the books. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah. But it's very different. He's a, he's a much. It's not well. It's it's a different storyline. But the hooky the hokiness is the same. You know, it's like the the complete lack of of seriousness about anything. Because in the end, like Remo and Chung are all are just like the most powerful mar- martial artists on the planet, <laughs> and there's literally nothing that can stop either one of them. Yes. So you know, and it's like- it. It's all, it always comes down to the Goku race for the end. I was about but, to say it's a, it's a, yeah it's very reminiscent of of Dragon Ball in that way. Even though yeah. this, I think this predates Dragon Ball, but no, it does. Yeah, you're right because I was selling. The reason why I read the books was because we were sending some of them. It was a whole series, like sixty hundred books, I think. The oh, I don't know how many. Is the whole, there's a lot. I'm looking at it right now. There's a lot of books. Pulp, yeah, I, call it pulp fiction. So there's tons. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I worked for Walden Books at the time, and you know, when some of them didn't sell, we would tear the cover off and throw them out and, and send yeah. the covers back. But I kept the books and read. I read a lot of them, but there were a lot of them. <laughs> so I was going to say, if you want something different, that's a that's a good 
book this series to check out. So I'll check it out. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. And as always, boys and girls, thanks for hanging out. And don't let your cape get caught in the door. Have a good week.